Hello and welcome to episode 175 of Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me, forever and always, the man, the myth, that tomorrow boy, uh, Sansa Elsie. Say hello, Al. Like looking for an ice cube in a glacier. There's, there's going to be a lot of that. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of that. Also, I have to say, I'm just going to posit this. I am very surprised that my intro today wasn't that I was Conspiracy Santa. Because that Conspiracy was, Santa is a great line. That was a good line. That was a good line. Uh, you are listening to Flicks in the Six, the number one film podcast on the Spin Tune Network. On this week's episode... Wow. <laughs> ringing endorsement. <of> the show. <laughs> on this week's episode, we've got trailers, Star Wars Vision, Kevin's fucking himself, The Machines in <laughs> Town, and Six Degrees of Diane Kruger. And of course, you know we're going to talk about that Loki season finale full Spoilers, all before diving into our flick of the week, The Tomorrow War. But first, Al, what are we drinking? Could you imagine if we weren't the number one film podcast on the Spin Tune Podcast <laughs> Network? Yeah, that's actually, we should actually make that our tech, the number two <laughs> film podcast. <laughs> Runner up, just always trying to be better. <laughs> well, I like that. Is that we, we're, we're, we're staying hungry. We're constantly trying to climb yeah. that mountaintop. Like, I want to, I want to, uh, I, I want to consistently strive to be number two. Okay. I, I don't need that. I don't need that. That the glam and glitz of number one. I don't need that. Number two is a nice spot to be in. Heavy lays the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Heavy lies the crowd. You got to do the hands. Yeah. And the heavy lies the crowd. <laughs> oh man, that's departed. I mean, it's a very famous expression. That's that the part in, in many things. But yes, it was. <laughs> Uh, that was when 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 uh, Nicholson is. I'm I'm specifically doing it as Jack Nicholson, so I'm assuming it's got to be The Departed. <laughs> well, that was not a very good Jack Nicholson impression. <laughs> I wasn't doing, no, no, I wasn't doing oh. an impersonation. I was doing the motions from the okay. scene, which the audience can't see. Yeah, it was when he was talking to uh, when he was trying to sniff out the rat, right? I mean, sure. He's asking what's his name, uh, Leonardo. It's Capri. a great scene. Uh, like whether or not he wants to be him, and he goes. I think I could be you, but I don't. I don't I want, want to. to. I, who needs that amount of stress in their life? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Heavy lies the head. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Uh, so anyway, uh, we're drinking beer, right? That's happening. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, we will be momentarily. I mean, I had one. Sure. While watching the end of Loki, would you have moments before? I just had a, a Peroni that was left over. Yeah. Okay. So I had a couple of. I had a couple of a big a big waves last week. Yeah, I know, because you texted me asking me something. What is I, the, the, the cryptic text between I, us lately? I uh, I just, I prefer to play the game. You know, I just, I sent you, a, like, I, what did you call it? Was it an onslaught of Star Wars memes? A deluge, I believe. A, de- a deluge. Of, a deluge uh, of spicy Star Wars memes. Spicy star- and it's true, and I, they were all gold. Everything I sent you, solid gold. Yes. But I just happened to be waiting for food. Okay. A late lunch, as it were. And uh, I open up this the prequels meme prequels memes subreddit, and Correct. I was scrolling through it, and everything I was coming across was fantastic. So I just started firing them off one after the other. <laughs> That's and then, uh, but with no fully intending that like if you responded, I wasn't gonna answer you. I, I just didn't because I, I was gonna have to get back in the car and go. So I knew that th- this was gonna raise some questions, mm-hmm. and then that they were just gonna simmer. It's funny because I was going in and out of service as well. Like, oh, okay. So I, I got them in like literal deluge into my phone when I got <laughs> service back. <laughs> I texted nice. you, 
got back out of service again <laughs> after I sent off a batch of just linguistic annoyance to you. Uh, <laughs> then I got your response sometime later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, on Sunday, July 4th at 9.26 a.m., I got a text that said, it was the first text between us on that day. <laughs> Longboard or... No, we, t- we were texting the day before. Okay. Um, but you just texted me, longboard or wave. That's right. And I responded, you have stumped me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got me. Yeah. I've been caught. My pants are down. <laughs> yeah, and you texted me like half an hour later saying, oh, Kona beers. I already bought yeah. one. And I was like, uh, yeah. I'm... I was like, what? Well, it? would it have been better if I had said Big Wave, which is the actual name of the beer? Would you have figured it out then? I may have. Yeah. I, I couldn't have. remember the name of it. And even though I was holding a phone, a device in which I could find out the name, I chose to just guess. <laughs> well, actually, yes, I would have guessed it because when you texted me longboard or wave, I'm like, is he asking if I prefer longboarding or waving? Waveboarding? Because not neither. Long, I, no, longboarding or waving from the shore. <laughs> that's no, <it>. yeah. <laughs> so or waveboarding because not neither. Yeah. Or no, wake, wakeboard. That's what wake. I'm Damn it. Okay, yeah, so no, I was just... But, you know, if you'd said Big Wave, I probably would have clicked for me after sure. a minute or so. Um, sure. But anyway. Um, we're Wait, drinking. what's the answer to that question? I don't remember which one's which. It's been a while since I've yeah. had any of them. I know I've had, like, three or four Kona beers at least. I liked all of them. Um, I, the one that's the Golden Ale, that's my favorite one. I just don't remember which one that I don't remember either. And I just had one of them. But I do know that uh, the Big Wave, the first time, my very first Big Wave. You never forget your first Big Wave. But I don't forget it because it was specifically the night that I watched John Wick for the first time. That is a very odd coincidence. It was John Wick, a Kona Big Wave, uh, a bunch of crunch, and popcorn. I was all set. That's pretty. That's pretty solid. And it was like pretty early on in living down here, in living here, and downstairs, like it was just the TV. But was that your first Saturday chair. movie night with myself? <laughs> that was. The spin chin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was the first. Well, the, the one Boondock, like the, I don't know I mean, if it was that or Boondock the, Saints, but. Oh, I, I thought know, that was the one I wrote first. I thought you wrote about John Wick first. Maybe I, I probably did. But, I probably did. Um, anyway, tonight. Oh, right. Michelle, we're drinking beer. We're drinking a beer, a specific beer. And that beer is from Aberdeen, New Jersey. <laughs> that beer's name, I will tell to you now. <laughs> <laughs> Alternate ending beer companies, Walking Carpets, India Pale Ale. Um, mm. This, I don't remember if I had this one when we went to alternate ending uh, a couple months ago, but um, I want to say I did. Um, I definitely didn't get to see this delightful can, which yeah. there is so many different movie references packed into this all at the same time. Mm. Into mm. this imagery, because there is very clearly Princess Leia, who is the silhouette of a shadow from... Mary Poppins standing in the that's doorway. Right. And all of that, that picture, that's from some other movie. Like that, neither of those characters is in that movie that, that this is from like a... The character, the silhouette character, you mean? Yeah. Like being there. Yeah, I, that is, that is very, it, that is something. And I want to say it's a Hitchcock thing. Yeah, maybe. And I, I, I just can't remember, but I know I've seen this. But all of before. their cans, I think, do this to some okay. degree. That's or maybe, like- not, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them. It's a cool concept, but um, in in yeah. some braces, brackets, braces. I think those are braces, right? Uh, I call those curly braces. Braces, yeah. Okay, yeah. so Mary Poppins is actually Princess Leia. She cleaned an entire room by moving things with her mind. It's seven point three percent alcohol by volume. It's one pint, I don't know what which you is getting out there. delightful. 
Um, I guess that she has the force because she moves sure. to the mind. Thus making her... Pints. I don't know. Pints. Toms. <laughs> Toms and pints, although there may be 16.1 ounces in Anthony's can. Um, Always. You've had a lot so of issues with spilling lately. <laughs> There's also still some in the bottom of the can. I don't Mine know. is bone dry. It did not overflow from the can. Oh and it fit. Oh, yeah. In fact, oh. I, I was say, in fact, I... I'm drinking out of a pint glass, and there might only be 15 ounces of beer in this glass. So. I wonder if I shouldn't have poured that last bit in. Oh, is it is it uh is it murky? It looks like uh someone someone spit in my beer. <laughs> that's that's what that last one did. Here, look, there's like a it has a cascading effect. I don't know. Yeah. There's like clouds of muck. That, yeah, it's murky. Anyway, um, uh, th- you know what's annoying? This beer does not have uh a problem, a, an issue that I take with this brewery is that they have some really nice descriptions of the beer when you order it. Not on this one. On the website. No, ah. even this one. And it didn't come like in a little six-pack box. No, it's some just of a, beers it's that one we of did. those plastic uh, yeah. joints. Which is it's great like, for the If, if you were to reload a giant revolver that only has four bullets, that's what the, one of those things. It's like a little... Yeah, isn't that the thing that, isn't that, the thing that like, Hellboy uses to reload his yeah. gun? His... Yeah. Hellboy. Um... But I'm sorry, while you were talking, I was sniffing this delightful smelling beer because it smells. Yeah, it does smell good. Delightful. It's a this uh, spoiler alert. I've had this one like probably four times already. Um, I figured. Um, I it's do funny like this one. This wasn't one of the ones that like when I cracked it open, like the whole room was filled with the scent. And I didn't do it right underneath my nose either when I cracked it. Um, but as soon as I lifted the glass to my nose, it smells. Delightful. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a very even, like it's not overpowering, but it's like it's just nice. Uh, it, it smells, yeah, definitely smells delightful. Uh, nice get, let's, uh, let's get this one in the taste, shall we? Resinous aroma, yes, cheers. A, a resinous? Yeah. Re- resinous aroma, yes. Che- sap? Tree yes. sap? Isn't that what you said? Well, hops, yes. But yeah, well, <sighs> hops. <laughs> I heard they recently put more hops in it. Hops. Mm. I definitely yeah, I'm about this one. one. See, and uh, this is the other thing. I. I want I want a little bit more out of this brewery. I just want a little bit more, and that is I would like it to be a little bit more consistent in what comes out. Like this one is very good, um, and some of the some some stuff that I've had I feel like has just been like way off. Like like I like based on like what they said they were trying to do, and I tasted uh, it. And I was like, so not like the beer is bad, but they didn't hit the mark they were aiming for. Yeah, I, I think that it's safe to say that they were trying something and they missed. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know what being they're... like bad beer. Oh, no! Um, versus it being oh, it wasn't okay. bad beer. Yeah. It was yeah. Uh, it not, was just was like, saying, not what they wanted. Not knowing what the target was for this particular beer, I certainly can't judge that. However, if their target was delightful, delicious IPA, then success. Um, yeah, I wish I could find the <laughs> the description somewhere for you. I'm but, sure uh, that if given a quick Google search, which I'm gonna do right now, like I wanted exactly what it said. Um, it was it was so well described. Walking Carpets alternate and Wow, fantastic. I searched Walking Carpets beer and the top hit was how to get beer out of carpeting. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, oh no, man. all of the top like 10 things on here are... Uh-huh, uh-huh. See, this is the problem. Uh, and these are all just what people said about it, not the actual uh, thing, so that's cool. Oh, here we go. Nope. Yes? No, this is riveting. This is riveting podcast. Oh my gosh. Uh, now what? when I search Walking Carpet's alternate ending, the top hit is the alternate ending of Walking Tall. 
How are you? How do you have a different result? That's exactly what I have typed in. Um, I think probably because, unfortunately, I am using Bing, and you're probably using. Why would you do that? (laughs) Do you actually want to know? I kind of do. I am very curious. What's because I'm on a borrowed laptop, and that was Microsoft Edge is the only browser that is currently on here. And I did not download Google Chrome before we did this. Mm. And so... Wait, how, are you, re- how uh, are you recording right now? Via Microsoft Edge. Really? Yeah. Of all of the things that Zencaster has an issue with, <laughs> Microsoft Edge is not one of them? Microsoft Edge, outside of Chrome, Safari, and Firefox... Is it still most, called Edge? I believe so. Isn't that what I'm using? I don't know. It's hard to say. I'm oh, 95. Wh- <laughs> what are you? What are you giving this beer? Um, I'm gonna give this. Give this three thuckles. This is a really three thuckles. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go three <laughs> thuckles. Uh, <laughs> three thuckles sounds right. It's a good. It's it's good. It's uh, it's very good. Um, I, like I said, I want I want a little bit more. I don't want to be. I don't want to be kicked out after an hour. Um. I don't think I think you were at the in the bathroom when they were like kind of aggressively getting us to leave from the table. Well, we were we were leaving, leaving, but mostly because they like I would have I would have happily stayed for another half hour and had another drink. Yeah, that was not an option, Um, and that bothered me. Uh, I was was say I was very pleased with our experience overall. The food was tasty. Food was Uh, good. I was was skeptical of some of those very odd pizzas that they were making that were very particular that. It, there was like every one of them. I was like, "Ooh, this sounds great!" And then there was like one ingredient in it. And I was like, "I just don't want that specifically." In oh, the, pizza. on the pizzas you said? Yeah, but yeah. they ended up being very good. I my my worry was definitely unwarranted. Uh, but I got to try whatever what three, four, five beers while we were there, and I liked all of them. Um, this was definitely one of them because I recall this flavor. And yeah, the uh, the one thing I will say about that place that that that, that does bother me is the acoustics are just horrendous. Yeah, I, I could, you can't hear a thing in there, which is ironic because it was a movie. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of funny. I kind of I want to know what it's like behind that that glass wall. Maybe it's maybe it's a little bit better where they play the movies. Oh yeah, I got to see the original Star Wars. The line f- "Walking Carpets" being from that didn't get to hear any of the movie, but could see no. it behind you no. on the screen. And then what did we do that night? <laughs> I was just saying we, we played. <laughs> We played the randomest assortment of games, uninvited. Oh, man. 1990s Jeopardy. Yeah. Which is to say the year 1990, not the decade. Um, Batman and Forever. Batman and and Forever. Well, I was going to say Batman and Robin, but it's Batman (laughs) Forever, so I caught myself. And Hudson Hawk. Hudson Hawk. The game tie into the movie, which we will eventually have Jesse on. I'm going to be honest with you. The game was actually kind of fun. It was ridiculous. It was weird. Yeah, it was very silly. All right, we we well we did it. We got a we got a we got a another thuckle and a half, three thuckles. That's what it was. <laughs> now you're gonna three break the beer. thuckles in the I am, I, I'm out of it. I'm sorry. I'm losing it. I was out late last night seeing Fast Nine. And with that, right. <laughs> let's get into some news and nuggets because <laughs> that'll be my first one. Oh. Uh, I went to the movies twice in two in. In three days. So I meant to ask if you went to the movies for Black Widow or if did. you did the Disney Plus. No, I'm not about that life. I mean, I'm not. It's the same amount of money for two of us to go to the movie to see it. 
Sure, but what if there were four? That's fair. It's my point. And that's why that's I fair. may end up pulling the trigger on that at some point in the next week. Or I would say I give you my blessing. <laughs> oh, no. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it, was, it was fine. I've heard everything from fine to, hey, this was kind of pretty good. <laughs> uh, so I, t- I, t- I turned to Kim afterwards. I was like, meh. And she's like, oh, I liked it. I was like, oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, uh, but she's like, she's like, let's be clear. Like my, she's like, my expectations were really, really low. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I thought mine were low, but I think secretly, part of me was expecting them to be like to wow me with something. Yeah, and that just never happened, and that's on me. But also at the same time, you can't be putting that out at the same time that I'm watching Loki, which is just oh, so good. Oh my goodness! But anyway. Uh, yeah, so I got to see Black Widow on on Sunday. I did. I did go to the theater, which was great. Um, and then last night, uh, saw Fast Nine at another theater. Met up with Damien, who had been, who had been. I, he was on. He was on in like the double digits, wasn't he? I feel like it was an earlier. An oh earlier, yeah, by now it's probably like episode thirteen or something like that. <sighs> wow. It doesn't feel like it was that early on, but it's. I don't. Maybe it was like it episode forty. Be. I don't know. Like it's. It yeah. is. Both, literally, it's all the same. Years ago now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Looking back, there's a whole bunch of movies that either I forgot we did or like forgot the chronology of when we did them. Yeah. Or like, oh, wow. There was even a couple times where it was like, oh, wow, that movie came out while we were doing this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen, I was scrolling through the list and I saw a couple like that. I was like, what? Really? Because obviously, like, we've always dabbled with movies that aren't in the theater right now, even pre pandemic, sure. right? Like, there's, we would go back. But like, there's a handful of movies that I like. I remember going to a theater to watch that movie for the show. Did it on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I, I feel like that was, we did have a stretch there for a while though. We're like, there was a good movie every week to go see, or like a good enough movie every week to go see. So we had, we had a, a long stretch of those. I, I was going to say, how many times are we going to like re-edit that sentence? Like there was, a, there was good move, good enough movies. There was movies in theaters for us to yeah, see. <laughs> there were movies. There were movies we were willing to see. <laughs> Even some we were uh, unwilling to see, but didn't I'm see. out. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm I'm so excited for you. Really, when we do that Fast Nine episode, I really just want you to take the reins, and I just want to sit here and I want you to just explain to me what happened in the movie. I think oh, that's no. how I want it to go down. <laughs> oh no! Are we gonna have Damien on for that? Damien on for that episode? Damien. <laughs> well, Let's get what on. happened was what happened was Damien on became mm-hmm. Damien on. <laughs> 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 Are we going to have Damien on to do that movie? And if he's up for it, if he's up for it, for sure. Oh, man. It's a treat. It's a treat. Go into it expecting Fast 9, and yeah. you'll be satisfied. Yeah, F9 and the Furious. I got F9, it. yeah. F9 Furious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's so good. It's a... Uh, it's a high, high, high budget soap opera, and I love it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Which is great because it's like the making of those movies over the last several years has been both soap opera on and off screen. <laughs> when you mm. hear all the petty bullshit between all of them. I've got a I've got a wild I've got wild speculation for you. Oh god. When we do that episode. Okay. Well after to... hopefully I don't forget about it. it it's great because it's good. We, we know the next month of shows, like what we're gonna do. But yeah. good luck guessing the order of the, the order. Yeah. Because last <laughs> last week before having to abort last minute, 
I was 100% sure we were doing one movie, and you were 100% sure we were doing another movie. <laughs> oh, man, thankfully, I really wish I had we had watched, started. <laughs> thankfully, I had watched both of the movies, because I had a sneaking suspicion in the 11th hour that you were not talking about the same movie I was talking about doing. And right. I was like, you know what? Let me watch that other movie. And then you're like, hey, can we push it back a day? And I was like, yeah, just for my own clarity, though, what movie are we doing? And then you said the <laughs> other one. I was like, okay, it's a good thing I started watching that last night, because <laughs> I finish it tonight, let's record tomorrow, which we... Of course, also then didn't do, but still. Yeah. Here we are. And here we are. Speaking of which, we're, we're going to have a conversation. We're going to have to have a conversation Saturday on what the next few months looks like. Because uh, yeah. I imagine our schedule is going to be yeah. more difficult we'll, to... We'll, we'll, we'll go on a temporary hiatus, I'm sure. It'll be a few weeks of that. Yeah, well, and then on top of that, like when the temporary hiatus ends, mm-hmm. what the actual schedule is going to look like. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> For at least those first Anywho, like, six months, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't worry. You know what happens? It's because when we take a break, guys, it's a good reason. Anthony's having a baby; it's yeah. imminent. Uh, so bear with us. We are going to have to be somewhat sporadic. But we come back on fire every time. <laughs> well, do, 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 just understand, it is literally only the force of gravity that the planet exerts that is keeping me installed in this chair right now because I am. So ready to go if you haven't already been able to tell. <laughs> this episode is gonna be You're itching. Alright, let's all right, let's literally so, I am I have so many mosquito bites right now. Give me <laughs> I've been scratching under the table this whole time. So Please stupid. don't think that I'm doing anything. Oh my God. You know what I love about this cell? Is that this is just never mind. Uh on this week's wow. episode. <laughs> I don't even know where I was going. I, I'm, so I apologize. You don't have to I re-intro. We already I've, did the no, first I've nugget. I've lost my train of thought like three times now. I'm going to help because... you. We've already done the first nugget. You mentioned that you went to the theaters. Do you have any more thoughts? All right. I said on this week's episode, episode, I already have the timestamp down for when News and Nuggets started, which is I, a lie. I heard you say <laughs> on this week's episode, and that's why I cut you off, because we've yep. done that already. We're Appreciate well Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me back in. Uh, here's the problem. I I went out, so I've, I, haven't been, I haven't been sleeping super great. Me either. And for whatever reason, waking up like super groggy, right? Yeah, I've been exhausted that, for the last week and a half. A couple of, a couple of the last two days in a row, my fault entirely, going out to a movie on a weeknight that's not close because I was going to see it with Damien who lives in Connecticut, so we met halfway. Which right, somehow so is one. still 45 minutes away from me, which is why I couldn't make it. <laughs> right. Uh, so we went, went there, uh, and that was a little bit late of a night considering the night before. I didn't get home until like 2.30 a.m. from going away party. So, oh. so uh, I'm, I'm running, I'm running Who's a little going bit away? slower. Who's going My away? My cousin running? Jack ah, is moving to South Carolina. Really? So we, we had uh, one, of those, one of those Big Al's card games that I'm sure oh. you've heard us talk about on the show before. Yeah, on a Monday? Well, yes. It wasn't my plan, <laughs> but uh, it was good. It was good. But like yeah. I said, it was it was about two thirty, and uh, that was that's the latest I've been up on a day that I have work the next morning in a while. Fairly well, fair thee well, Jack. It's been many years since I've seen you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, Al, yes. On this week's episode, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Welcome uh, to Flicks of the Give me trailers. Go trailers. You start talking. I'm going to sit back and have a few sips of this beer. (laughs) I know I sent it to you. Were you able to watch the first full, official, real, honest-to-God trailer for season two of The Witcher? Yes. Fantastic. At least we're on the same page. (laughs) I watched it. I watched it. I don't 
I vaguely remember. Yeah, okay. I, it's coming back. It's coming back. I'm unlocking. <laughs> I'm unlocking bits in my memory. Okay. Now, first, first of all, and I yeah. definitely don't know the age of the actress, and I definitely don't know the age of the character. But did it seem like Siri aged 47 years since the last season? Yeah. I don't know how that happened exactly. And yeah, this, she, you know, you, you know, uh, she went from nine to about sixteen. I feel like not forty-seven, but like she, there was. It seems to be a jump. I was certainly the being act- high- not the character. To be clear, the actress seems to- well both though. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean that in any way to be insulting. I no, don't, no. obviously being hyperbolic and saying forty-seven years because realistically, right. it looks like she went from like you're well, a I was child, gonna say you're an adult. I was gonna say nine to sixteen. I was gonna say from like twelve to twenty-two. And quarantine. I, I guess it. so. And admittedly, it's been a while since the first season. Like, geez, well, that's the whole years? thing, right? Like, last year was twenty years. Yeah, we all probably Asians. There's, I have so many white hairs now in my hair and beard. Um, now, some of that's just because my hair is well beyond shoulder length now. Um, so it is. it's much more apparent that the hairs are white. In fact, the worst and most egregious of them is like around the right temple, mm-hmm. and it. Hanging free hangs below my ear. And so like two months ago, I cut that, just that one hair, mm-hmm. like three quarters of that hair off because I can't allow that to just, I just fly pull it freely. I guess I didn't want to. I don't know. I had a scissor on him. So I was like, let me just sure. snip that guy and you can, yeah. we'll, we'll deal with, we'll get kick that can down the road until I get the haircut finally. That's, uh, that's future Al's problem. Yeah, exactly. Um, the problem is I also have so very many in my beard now, uh, and one of them is dead center of my chin <laughs> in the first like quarter inch of beard. <laughs> so when my beard gets long, it's super apparent because it literally rests on top of all the rest of the beard. There oh is there. <laughs> my beard is very dark, black colored, and <laughs> when I let it get bushy, which I had a couple of weeks ago, I literally snipped that solitary hair like five times before I finally trimmed the rest of the beard back because I was super lazy for like over a month. Um, but yeah, The Witcher season two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, other than Siri looking older, uh, what are your thoughts on this trailer? I, I'm excited. I, I, did, I didn't actually feel like I got a ton, but I also don't want a ton because I was like, I just keep your secrets and just show me the, show it to me. I'm ready for. I'm just ready to watch it. I don't need to be sold on it. Is my point. Sorry, you so. just said keep your secrets, and it reminded me of that Lord of the Rings meme from yeah. the <laughs> that yeah. scene in the very beginning of the Fellowship when when Frodo goes, "Fine, keep your secrets." Then. Keep your secrets. Oh man, uh, one of the uh, uh, this one. Th- this is a uh, this is disgusting. There's a so you know how in Slack you could do well, oh, we have it set up so you can do like slash gifts and you can search for a gift. Yes, I fight with that functionality occasionally. I, but yes, I did that the other day, and uh, it was I was specifically looking for the share the load line <laughs> from from that right, and I was like, oh, this is per- this is exactly the line. It was like I typed it in, and it was Sam, and it's like it's his mouth moving in slow motion, and then the words came up above it, and then it cuts really quick to Frodo, not Frodo, um, yeah, Frodo after he's been stung. And he f- oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's gross. Well, I can't it send is. that one. <laughs> this was in a work context. Oh, no. So just, oh, luckily, no. Luckily, I let it play out before he hit send, because that was gnarly. 
That's a tough one because I have a very strong texting GIF game and I have to be careful as to what, how deep into the bag of tricks I can go when the group messages amongst like me and my team at work go. Mm. Not like those guys are all like cool, but like, it's still it's work, you know? Sure. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and S- also same, same. That's what it would have been. They like. also yeah. have zero idea of the level of like nerd that yeah. I am. Gotcha. They have no idea about this podcast. They have no idea about any of that stuff. So like, I can't break out something like that. Not even like <laughs> clean or not clean version of that. Gift. <laughs> I wouldn't feel comfortable breaking that out, even though I have absolutely used that gift. It was, this good. is, this is the exact gift that I want. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I was excited for that trailer. Um, I've been waiting yeah. for that trailer. They gave us a ridiculous teaser like a month and a half ago. Yeah. It was nothing at all. Um, that whole, that I'm, I'm interested to see what this, wel- like that welcome home scene is going to be about. That's yes. cool. Um, yeah. I'm just looking forward to more of it. I've watched that show twice um, and I'm not a rewatcher of television shows. Usually. I mean, unless it's a comedy. I put comedies on all the time. But uh, I watched The Witcher twice because I wanted Kim to see it. And she got into it too. So, what did they give a date? I, I don't... I think it's late this year. I don't think they gave a specific date like okay. that it was going to drop on. But my, my guess is, based on the way they've been talking about it, December? Sure. That's when the last at, one came out, right? Just two years ago? Yeah, I believe that was December of 2019. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That's... Uh... Inconceivable. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm super excited for that. It was cool to see some familiar faces, some new faces, yeah. some new fun action stuff, some stuff where I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm super I, excited to see I, what the structure of this show is going to be. That's today. that's more so what I'm, I'm really curious. Like, I feel like they're not going to... I I doubt they'll do the same thing. That would be really funny if they did the same thing, but you don't find out until like the very... like last episode they're like ah we got you again you suck (laughs) i imagine they'll have some sort of wrinkle but they can't do that like it's just not possible to do that again um because the timelines all collapsed at the end of the first season yeah um which i thought it was one of the most fascinating things about that season of television i know the people who didn't like the show tended to hate that mechanic i loved it oh yeah I, i thought it was great when I figured it out in whatever it was, the third or fourth episode, mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh my god, this is, I thought it was so cool. And it's like, honestly, yeah. not even that complicated, but I thought it was so cool. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I agree, because it was done so well, because they did it in such a way where it's like, both storylines could be happening so right obvious. now. Like, it seems yeah. fine. But yeah, when you, yeah, if you go back, the clues are all there. Yes. Like, uh, and it just makes me wonder... Whatever happened to Jasker? Because I really I love that guy. And I, if, first of all, if Jasker's not in this season in any way, shape, or form, I'd be so upset. Yeah, um, I agree. Second of all, I was the Leonardo DiCaprio meme from um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when the little kids showed up at that party, and I'm pointing at the TV. I was like, "It's the kids with the painting. It's the kids. It's the kids." <laughs> <laughs> um, I am excited for this. For yeah, this it'll to be come good again for sure. Now the other trailer. Which I have been not so patiently, which I know you did not see, most likely. Not. A day before or after that trailer came out, the Succession Season 3 oh. trailer, which in much the same way showed you everything and exactly nothing at the same mm. time. Mm-hmm. So I have literally no idea. I'm familiar with the craft. <laughs> exactly, uh, which I love. Um, sure. I just love that goddamn show so much. <laughs> it's so That's damn awesome. good, and I'm so excited. The pandemic obviously having pushed out the 
like it should have come out last summer based on like the time of the point. That's a Showtime jam? HBO. HBO jam? It's so good. It is the current king of like my my appraisal, the, the best show that's currently on television. So nice. Um if you do have an opportunity, get into that show because it's Yeah, I'll, 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 I'm sure that I'll be watching a lot of stuff. Yes. So that'll uh, that'll be good to have a list of things. I uh, we just we finished season four, five, four of Homeland. Four. I think we finished season four of Homeland. What was going on in that season? I'll be able to tell you which. Uh, uh, Quinn got nerve gassed. That's season five. That was five, isn't it? It might have been. <laughs> season, season. Oh, you know what? I think that is season. Yeah, because we talked about season four in our last episode, which was two weeks ago. That was the one where it was supposed to be going to one place, and then they just kind of like hand waved away while she was in a different place. Yeah, this one does like a time. There was like a couple years time jump. Yes, and her daughter's older. Yes. Yeah. Wor- by the way, worst name in, the, in all of it. What's her daughter's name? Franny. I hate it so much. Oh no! Why? That's not what you're naming your child, is it? <laughs> no, no. But why? Uh, I don't know. It just, I don't just like doesn't it. just rubs you the wrong way? Yeah, no, it's just something about it that's rubs So I could call you that and it would upset you? No, because it's not my name. I call you that. You, I mean, sure. address you in any other way but friend. You could, you could, call, me fu- you could call me fuckface, and I, I, I would not like that either, but it's not my name. Like, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could call me so many things just because you choose to, and I, like, Franny, it's not... what? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, okay, so I guess we're in season six. I really want to say we're in five, but it's got to be six. No, he gets nerve gas in season five, which, by the way, huge spoilers for that season. <laughs> and oh, that sorry about that. Super, well, I mean, listen, it's not spoiling for me. I've seen it, but yeah. anyone. Well, I'm not, I'm not sorry. It's, it's pretty old at this point. Well, like, right. the, the show itself ended last year, so. Yeah. Like, that's not that old? I guess not. Um, yeah. But it, it, I'm, they, he was one of my favorite characters, so it's, it's difficult now. Um, yeah, seeing him brought low like that is tough. Yeah. Uh, I just I need more Saul in my life. That's really what yeah, the show comes down to. He's kind of sparse in season six, I think. Go yeah, I've noticed. Come on. Bring back my, bring back my guy. Uh, I mean, like, he's around. Like, Saul's yeah. still one of the main characters to the end. I don't know. This, it, the show's, like, I'm enjoying watching it. I don't, I don't, like... Love it. Like I don't think it's like yeah. amazing, but I'm I am compelled to continue going. Well, that's how I felt through it too. Is like I could see the wheels starting to fall off, but mm-hmm. there was still enough to keep bringing me back. Like it was still compelling television, at least at times. Like it's yeah, it's not I, The Walking Dead. It's it's better than that. Like or at least it's done more coherently than that. I guess. Sure, sure. The uh, there is one thing though. So you know you know my uh, my distaste for Carrie. I, I can't. I just can't stand her. And I understand that that's the point, but like I mm-hmm. really can't. And what I've picked up on watching way too many episodes back to back over the course of a week is that she does this exhale thing, <laughs> and it it makes it, it like flames, flames on the side of my face, heaving flames. It's, <laughs> it's funny bad. because it's funny because. Claire Danes is not a mouth breather, I don't think. But she gets very breathy at times in that show. She, she, 
Yes. Every once in a while, I'll turn to Kim and I'll just do that, and she'll just pull <laughs> <rise> at me. <laughs> That's fine. And like Kim's used to it because like she's into horses, so like you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> totally normal to hear that sound out of nowhere. <laughs> anyway, uh, character's insufferable, but uh, it's fine. It's suffering because she doesn't always suck, but she grows to suck on that show, and yet. You know that more often than not, she's, I'm going to put very loosely in quotations, right, or at least on the side of quote unquote right or good. And yeah. so you still have to root for her for like plot purposes, even though sure. you just want her to have all of the minor inconveniences. Like, you know what? I hope you accidentally stub your toe right now. Like, like get the bad guy, but like maybe you trip and fall and it's embarrassing. Everyone sees it. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I'm actively rooting for something to happen to her. Like, she's, like, in the subway running after someone. I'm like, shoot her! Shoot her! <laughs> See, I was coming with more innocuous, less permanent, possibly deadly things. I can't wait till you see... I just want to see your reaction to... I want to say it's season seven. Okay. Season six or season seven, I forget. There is an incident... Involving Franny, I'm not going to say what, I'm not going to okay. say what the outcome, I'm not going to say anything about that at all. But I remember watching it, and I was like, oh my god, and I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Okay. Discuss. I'll know it when it happens. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, although, being that you're soon to be a father, that's going to color your perception of this slightly different than me, but I'm asking you to view it, not as a father, just as a viewer who hates her. Okay. Specifically. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I don't want to be, I, I, I feel like this is, it's a safe space, I can be honest with you. The first baby that they use, I was like, <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it was, she was, she was kind of scary looking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I as far as we're on the topic of what we're yeah. watching, there's only one specific what we're watching I want to bring up at this moment, because there's going to be something later that we need to discuss in... Hmm in big detail you just need to clear out because we're going down the rabbit hole i've been yep. sitting on this for Let's over a week so no but the, this thing now we're going to talk about this is yep. the smaller piece of the, what we're watching have you started watching kevin Can Fuck yes Stuff? okay so i've missed the last two episodes i've seen the first three i think i'm in the same boat as you i think that's the math um that what right. do you think about it so far like big picture it's so weird because yes it's, yes it is it's Half of the show is really bad, and the other half is really good. Okay. And I understand what they're doing. I understand that I'm supposed to hate Kevin. Mm-hmm. And I do, like, with a fiery passion. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I think they linger on him too long. They yeah, I wonder where the that... sitcom aspect of it too long. Because, like, the idea, if you're going to set it up so that, like, it's ridiculous and annoying, and then we move on and we focus on Annie Murphy's character great because that stuff is awesome and i think mm. she's a great actress doing a really good job and i actually i the dark story that's going on i'm actually interested in yes which i but think then, the more we go the more it's going to transition that way i think i hope so because well, then when, uh, when you do 10 minutes in the house i'm like oh well a couple of th- there's a couple of things going on right because the you're saying half of it's really good and half it's really bad the half that's really bad is intentionally really bad right which, the fact that it's a choice, it's very obviously uh-huh. a choice to be that level of bad, mm-hmm. makes it, like, okay, like I, I can 
watch it without being angry in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. It's funny because me and John are watching it together, and probably two thirds of the way through the first episode, we already were able to tell, okay, she's going to try and kill him, right? Or at least plan to. And by the end of that episode, we're actively rooting for him to die. Yeah. Because he is the worst. And the this is coming worst. from. Exactly. We've grown up in the midst of all of the multicam lexicoms, right? Like, I've said multiple times, I'm not a fan of that style of show. Mm-hmm. And it took me until fairly recently to realize how terrible, like, basically all male characters, specifically male characters in a relationship or who are married, are yeah. on those shows. Mm-hmm. What It's funny because they crystallized for me actually several months ago. My mom, she watched it or whatever when it was on and then some like afterwards, but she really like over the course of like the last year or so has gotten into watching reruns of Everybody Loves Raymond. I knew, I knew you were going there. Yeah. He is the worst. It's horrible. I, to the point where there was like across, (laughs) across several days, (laughs) I watched parts of like 10 episodes, like whether it be sitting down to breakfast and she had it on or I'm walking through the room and she's got it on, whatever. I'm like, I finally, I stopped and was like, how does he exist? Like, if this was a real human being, it's not possible for that person to exist. Like, mm-hmm. and listen, I know there's really shitty people who get away with a lot of things in life, but like, he is borderline non-functionalism in all ways outside of his job. And even his job, he has a tenuous hold on at best. Yeah. But like, he has a really good job that he gets like promotions on during the course of the, that show, you know? Yeah. It's unbelievable how any wife could put up with him, how any family could put up with him, how any children could put up with him in mm-hmm. any way, shape, how any friends could put up with him, how any employer could put up with him, all of that stuff. Yeah. And it's like, he's not even like a bad person. You know what I mean? Like, he's not mm-hmm. a criminal. He's not like abused anyone. Like, none of those things. Just a total and complete bore. Yeah. And Kevin is worse on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is incredible. So obviously it's all heightened and hyperbolic and intentional that, and what I've actually even found funnier than that is I laugh harder during some of the serious stuff than during, like during the serious half of the show, as oh, yeah. opposed to during the sitcom. Cause some of the sitcom stuff is legitimately funny. Most of it is you're rolling your eyes. Cause like, Oh yeah, I've seen that in uh, insert your name. Right. You know, whether it be friends or Seinfeld or Raymond or whatever show you can think of in that format. It's like, oh, they're yeah. doing that trope. Again, it's intentional because... Well, it's uh, it's specifically, it's funny because I don't want to mix up too many things. It is, it's Everybody Loves Raymond. It's King of Queens. It's that style. It's it's the yes. style with the husband and wife. Yes. That show. And uh, and it, it takes... And actually, I'm pretty sure the set is just pieces of those sets. I've I've seen that there are some specific choices in the design that are meant to evoke specific things from certain versions of those shows. Yes. Okay, that's funny. I can't name anything off the top of my head, but like I know, like I saw, like highlighted, like oh, like this entryway is supposed to be similar to that show, and this kitchen is supposed to be similar to that show, or like you know, like it's gotcha. kind of meant to be not a pastiche of those things because it's lambasting those things, mm-hmm. right? It's like it's like parodying those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, but, that's that's kind of funny. It, it, it's I don't know. It's interesting. I, I want to keep watching it for sure. I do think that if. I get it though. Like I get what they're doing with Kevin when he's on screen. I I, I think it is cool, design wise. I think it's incredible what they're doing. Yes. Like the especially way you can shift 
the tone so quickly on a cut is insane. Yes. Well, I was going to say, it's like the cuts from like when like he leaves the room and you get like a substantial period of time left in the same room in both fashions. Because one thing when she like walks out of the living room out the front door, it's like, okay, we're in a new scene. So like the change in style and, and like cinematography, all that is to be expected. But when it happens within the room, it's so shocking and jarring and that's intentional and i i appreciate it it's, it but it is an experience yeah I, I i'm curious to see where it goes i i will say though what they really they gotta they gotta trim it down a little bit though with the um the sitcom portion well i think they will and i it actually that's kind of a cool thing that they're also they're cutting into the runtime of both of those things with a, the third aspect her fantasy yeah which is interesting Hmm. Yeah, it's cool. I also like like figuring out like oh like like the fact that the uh, the I, okay here's here's one one problem I have with the show is I actually don't know the relationship of all the people like it's Kevin Kevin's dad yes and Kevin's friend yes and Kevin's friend's sister correct okay got it uh, the sister yeah the first the first episode I was a little confused by that as well because I actually thought that I want to say his name is Neil right. Yeah, I I, th- I thought Neil was his brother, right? And he's not; he's just his friend. Yeah, yeah. And then for a couple minutes there, I thought Neil and who is Neil's sister? I thought they were married. Well, that's what it was. I thought it was Neil was the brother and she was the sister in law. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, the fact that she that it's not just uh, 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 Annie Murphy's character that lives. What's her name in that show? I Allison? forget. Like I said, it's Alice? been a few weeks Allison? since I've seen it. I think it's Allison. I don't remember. Anyway, it's been a few weeks. <laughs> the fact that she, like, she lives, she she goes back and forth between both the styles and both of the worlds, and then they the um the neighbor, the sister, the the <laughs> Neil's sister also exists in both of them is kind of cool too. I think that's yes. Fun. I, I, I think she could have that relationship across those lines and like the secrecy that's going on everywhere mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Um, and I am I'm very curious to see where I I just I'm I'm really curious to see where it goes because I don't. I don't have a guess for how they're going to continue. Like, I don't know what their plan is. Like, how would this show go on for a season? Well, I do wonder... Or does it just end with her killing him? It feels like they're accelerating that timeline pretty quickly. I, I wonder even if this transitions at some point, maybe at the end of the season, into like a full-blown like Breaking Bad type of situation. Yeah. Or yeah. Mr. Robot type, whatever, like anything like that, especially when you mm-hmm. consider like the fantasy uh, element that like Mr. Robot incorporates at times, um, where she kills Kevin. Kevin's dead. There's no more sitcom. It's now just a super dark, just like Ozark, Breaking Bad type <laughs> of thing. Well, or, well, or maybe like Breaking Bad slash Dexter is a way to look at it. Like, right? Yeah. Oh God, they're on to me, but I have to find more elaborate ways to keep them off of the trail. You know what I mean? Hide in plain yeah. sight and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll stick with it. I'm, 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 like I said, I'm curious to see where it goes. Yeah. So. No, my, I do like I, that that one that one with the the Belichick sweater. <laughs> and this, honestly, the best part of that is the scene where she's eating something and the girl goes, you want a napkin? She says, no, I'm fine. And she just wipes it on the sweater. Like just taking it to that level throughout, like everything she was doing with it was awesome. Well, and then uh, actually that whole sequence, this was getting at like the, the dark serious half of the show actually made me laugh harder. She gets the donut 
all over the sh- the sweater and all over her face, and she goes in to look for the lipstick. Oh yeah, <laughs> the two girls look like she's a coke addict. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "You could have told me." <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. Cool. Well, so we're in that. I I, I think. We're probably at the same spot. I don't think... I think I have two episodes to watch also. Yeah, I think we've watched the, the same... Do you know how many there's going to be in this season? I think I had heard it was eight or ten. I don't remember. Oh, okay. Al. Yes. What is the machine? Oh, well, first of all, you know what the machine is. Oh. The Burt Kreischer stand-up? Oh, okay, yeah. I'm familiar. But I'm glad you're familiar uh-huh. because it makes this next part so much better. Did you know they're making a movie about them? No. So this is from Sla- Slash Film. <clears throat> and apparently this is actually from like a couple months ago. And I don't recall seeing anything about it, but it was like updated and recirculated this story. Um, Mark Hamill joins the machine based on Burt Kreischer's epic stand-up comedy bit. What the heck? Is, is, so Burt's in it, I would assume, no? or So hang on. Um now that Mark Hamill is mostly done playing Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars universe, he's really expanding his presence on the big and small screen. <clears throat> the second season of What We Do in the Shadows let him spread his wings as Jim the Vampire, and now Legendary Pictures has recruited him to co-star in The Machine, a new action comedy inspired by an epic stand-up bit by comedian Burke Kreischer. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter has learned that Mark Hamill will co-star with Burke Kreischer in The Machine, inspired by a supposedly true story where the comedian somehow accidentally got involved with the Russian mafia while studying abroad <laughs> in college. This is the first time you've heard of this bit. You're in for a treat. Like, it's easily Burke Kreischer's best stand-up bit. It's been viewed online over 85 million times. Yeah. The film is described as The Hangover Meets Midnight Run because it's not just an adaptation of this story. Instead, the mishap that Kreischer got into when he was younger comes back to bite him in the ass 20 years later, when the Russian mob tracks him down, kidnaps his father, played by Mark. Okay. I'll, okay, I'm in. I'll watch this. <laughs> I figured you might be. And this other bit of information might also further sweeten the pot. Uh, you'll see how this is a great starting point for a fun action comedy. Plus, it helps that Kean Peel and Keanu director Peter Atencia will be at the helm of this movie. He's shown great skill at capturing the vibe of 90s action movies, both in sketch and comedy form. Sorry, both in sketch comedy form and the kitten-centric movie starring Jordan Peele and Keegan McKinnon. Awesome. Um, the machine will actually film in Serbia, which will lend some authenticity to the proceedings. Crusher's producing along with Judy Marmel, but it's not clear who is behind the script. Obviously, the story is Crusher's, but he doesn't have any feature screenplay experience, and neither does Peter Atencia. Um, this, <laughs> as of the time of this writing, they didn't have any further details on who was doing the final writing. That's but, really silly. I, I, yeah, I'm in for that. I uh, I was worried as you were talking. About it, I was like, okay, that's that's a funny concept, but like, I don't want to just hear like I, I'll just listen to the stand up for six minutes. I don't need to hear that story told out. But like the idea that it's a, it's actually like an addendum. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is is funny to me. Uh, so I'll, I'm looking forward to. It. Also, I, I I need to watch Keanu. You know, I think I watched like two thirds of that movie. I don't think I saw the whole thing. Hmm. I think I was. It's one of those things where like, if you see something that shows up on TV and it's something you've already watched, you pop it on whenever. But I'd never seen it, so I didn't want to just jump in. And one day, I think it was like coming on in like two minutes. I just turned the TV on and it was like on one of the movie channels. It was coming mm. on in two minutes. I was like, oh, well, I'll start watching it and then I'll just pick it up if I don't finish it. And I just didn't get to finish watching the movie. 
So, but, but were you enjoying it? I was enjoying it. It wasn't okay. quite as good as I'd hoped. Like when I coming off the heels of Key and Peele at the time, and like yeah, the trailer seemed really like interesting. But it was enjoyable. It was weird. It kind of felt a little bit like a Key and Peele sketch that was expanded into something bigger Did you because say sketch. I mean, it kind of came out that way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad we're both on the same page today. Sure. We're on the same page. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, well, that's that's consider- the sip. <laughs> I mispronounced sketch, so I mispronounced page intentionally. So. I didn't hear. Oh, it actually sounded normal to me. So oh, okay. that even further proves the point. <laughs> Amazing. Um, well, that's why I was surprised you caught me barely mispronounced like <laughs> sketch. <laughs> Oh, goodness. What's Star Wars Visions? Oh, okay. I'm glad you asked. Um, so, I was prepared for this. <laughs> oh, hang on. As I pull my jazz flute out of my sleeve. Um, so, dis- <laughs> some variety. Disney Plus unveils Star Wars Visions first look and release date. So, Star Wars Visions is a anime anthology series. Okay. That will be coming to Disney Plus uh, in September. So during Anime Expo Lite on, well, this is Saturday, July 3rd now, um, Disney Plus announced the seven Japanese anime studios that are behind the short films in the series. Kamikaze Duga, Gino Studio, Studio Colorado, Trigger, Kinema Citrus, Science Saru, and Production IG. Each studio will employ their signature animation and storytelling styles to deliver their own visions of the Star Wars universe. Uh, the nine episodes <clears throat> will be titled The Duel, Lop and Ocho, Tatooine Rhapsody, the Twins, <clears throat> The Elder, The Village Bride, Akakiri, T.O.B. One, and The Ninth Jedi. As a formal venture into anime, each Star Wars Vision short bears a unique Japanese sensibility, which in many ways aligns with the tone and spirit of Star Wars storytelling. From the beginning, stories told in the Star Wars galaxy have counted Japanese mythology. No, why are you doing this to me, YouTube? Uh, one of those. Um, sorry. From the beginning, stories told in the Japanese galaxy have counted Japanese mythology and the films of Akira Kurosawa among their many influences. And these new visions will further explore that cultural heritage through the unique animation style and perspective of each anime. That's kind of cool. Yes. I, I thought I this mean... was like, a cool idea. I don't yeah. think it's supposed to be like there's that there's that like little like shorts thing that they've done Disney for a couple of years now. I forget what it's called. It's like Galaxy of Adventure or something like that. I'm, I'm misremembering the name. Where they actually like redid and recontextualized like iconic scenes from the series in an animation style in like short snippets for like kids to digest. Yeah, I I think I know what you're talking about. I feel like I had seen like some of them or like just I've seen little clips idea. of a couple yeah. of them but I've never watched any of them like start to finish mm-hmm. although most of them are like 5 or 10 minutes long or something like that um so I thought this is this is I think supposed to be technically they're all like canon and exist within the franchise and I don't know if like some of them might revisit known but lesser characters or some of them might be expanding upon and just like we're going to just build the universe of Star Wars this isn't going to be a part of the trilogies or any of the new bigger projects or whatever, but like this is a thing that exists in Star Wars, but told through that storytelling device with that sort of 
aesthetic and like the the things that you expect in the way that stories are told in anime style. So yeah, I they they showed a couple of little clips like in the video announcing it, and they had people from each of the studios talk, and people from Disney and people from Star Wars like Lucasfilm talk about the whole thing. I thought it sounded like a cool idea because it seems like it's something that's fairly easily digestible that you can just engage with. Like you don't that's, have to watch this week and talk about it. Like you can just that's what I'm excited watch about. It like, yeah, the idea, like, oh, look, I'm in the mood for like a Star Wars. Go <laughs> see like, a Star Wars, <laughs> and just be able to throw that on, like, and not having not seen it. You know, that that'll be that'll be nice. Cool. Uh, was there any idea of what would come out first, when, or not really? Well, I it, the way it said it, it sounds like it's going to drop weekly in September, starting in September, but I'm not okay. 100 sure. Ah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. That works. Nice. Man, you you, uh, you came with some good nuggets this week, Al. I, I try. I try. Tell me about... We did trailers. Tell me about Six Degrees of Diane Kruger. Oh, boy. Are you ready? Are you ready, I'm for, ready. I've been, for I've been curious about this for a while now, so... Okay. So, this is... This, this is going to require a little bit of setup. Okay. This would have been better last week because it was a little bit fresher in my mind, so it might take me a second. I might spin in the mud once or twice here. So I'm trying to regain my footing. So on a Thursday night, this was like before, the, I forget the date, but it was right before the 4th of July because it was that going into that weekend. Thursday night, sit down for dinner, watch some Jeopardy classic, right? Mm-hmm. Clean up for dinner, after dinner, put on TV. Like I was like, oh, okay, like, Jeopardy's over, like, what's on? Flipping around channels. I was like, oh, here's a random one. Kicking and Screaming. I haven't seen that in a long time. One of the lesser talked about Will Ferrell ones. Obviously, it's not the more adult-focused Will Ferrell stuff. But I enjoy that movie. I always have. It came out at a very particular time. And um, so I was watching it, and I think my mom might have been doing the dishes, and I was cleaning off the table and stuff like that. She kept, I mean, she's familiar with the movie as well. I think she likes it better than some of the other ones because it doesn't have the level of vulgarity that she doesn't super appreciate in <laughs> some of the other movies. Um, and she's like, who's that who plays the wife? And I was like, honestly, despite the fact that I almost always can give you the actor actress's name of whoever you're asking, like almost immediately, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen her in anything other than this. I just know her from this. So I looked her up and her name is Kate Walsh. That was Scrolling through her IMDb, she's like, well, would I know her from anything? I was like, I honestly don't know. There's a couple things I was like, oh, yeah, I know that. I've seen that. She must have had a bit parked. I don't remember her. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. There was one, like, I forgot, that, I forget which show it was. It might have been one of the Law and Orders or one of the something like that. She was in, like, or one of the, like, doctor shows. I forget. She was in, like, a long run of one of those shows. Okay. Not super relevant. Like my, I was like, okay, like, I know the show. Never watched it. I asked my mom if she'd ever seen any of that because... There's weird shows that she watched for a while that like she never watched like the whole show of. Right. But that wasn't one of them. So whatever. So Friday night, parents went out to dinner for their anniversary. Okay. Me and Gianna watched, to that point, two of the three episodes of Kevin Can Fuck Himself. And then she had plans. So I got to settle in for a little Friday night with a beer and a movie on a couch. Nice. Which is obviously a thing that you enjoy. Yes. <clears throat> as we mentioned earlier. And Indeed. So I was flipping around to see what's on, and I decided, why not watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall? That's on TV right now, which I love. Yeah. Watching Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Sounds like a great night. It's a great short movie. I always forget how short that movie is. Not the first time I saw it, but yes. Flies. (laughs) Watch that movie. Great. It ends. It's like, 
let's call it about 11 o'clock, right? I'm not really ready to go to bed. So I'm just kind of kicking around. Is there anything on TV to watch? Kicking around, but not screaming. Not kicking and screaming. No, just kicking around. And I am scrolling through the guide and I see that Perks of Being a Wallflower started about two minutes ago. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> She's in that. Okay, so you see where we're going. Yeah. So I put on the Perks of Being a Wallflower. And <laughs> what else it's, been a, oh, it's been a... This. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. I saw the movie yeah. all the way through, maybe a year or two after it came out. Really liked the movie. So I didn't feel bad about putting it on a couple of minutes late because I remember all the big picture stuff. And I'm like, but it's almost, it's not like going in fresh, but it's still, when you haven't seen a movie in a long time, it's nice to get into that experience of watching it. But I'm, I'm also I'm like, all right, it's already like 11 or 10 after 11 or something like that. Like, I'm probably not going to make it through till one o'clock to watch this movie. Uh, I made it to 1230 and I was like, well, we're in, we're in this now. We're going to watch this whole thing. We're going to watch this last 20 minutes of this movie or whatever. Right. So anyway, I watched the whole thing. It it is such a fucking phenomenal movie. Um, Not, not a shame to say that I might've shed a tear or two towards the end of that movie. Cause that is a profoundly, that movie got me and I was on a plane. It was, (laughs) (laughs) well, I can't imagine silently crying on a plane while watching something, (laughs) you know, uh, it's, are you okay, sir? No. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is an experience. It's, yep. it's a hell of a movie. Um, it's one that's... I couldn't just turn on the end of that movie. I have to earn getting to that point of it, you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, it's just generally great, and there's plenty of funny earlier on in the movie, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I'm watching this movie, and they have a scene at home, and I was like, oh my god, that's Kate Walsh. Mom asked me what... And I was... I, <laughs> Must have totally scrolled past that and didn't even register that she was the mom while I was looking through IMDb yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's super weird. And so I watched the rest. of Well, so the other part of watching that movie that was interesting to me was there's a bunch of people in that cast who now I know who I didn't know when I saw that movie like eight years ago, sure. including his older sister, was Nina Dobrev, which I both... Didn't remember that. And I think at the time I saw that, didn't even know who she was. Right. I know, I maybe Vampire Diaries was then like on at the same time. So she was like gaining notoriety, but I didn't watch it. So like it didn't mean anything to me. The only thing I've ever actually seen her in was that horrendous movie, Let's Be Cops, um, which she is horrendous in. And she has one of the single worst line readings of all time that I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember it exactly. And I cringed in the theater when I saw it. And the second time I saw it again, Something along the lines of how she was allergic to bullshit, and I, uh, I wanted to put my foot through the television screen when I, or I guess through the movie theater screen when I first saw that because it was so bad. Um, so and her bluff. We have to take a minor detour for one second here. Okay, it's fine. I looked her up because I was trying to think of what I had seen her in other than the person being Wallflower. I didn't see Let's Be Cops, but I was scrolling through the list and I found out that there was a Triple X Return of Xander Cage. Did not know that that movie existed. Hang on. Okay, <laughs> we're getting to that movie. Don't okay. spoil. Oh, I won't. I, this won't. I actually don't hole. know where this is going, so I'll stop there. Well, I, let me tell you that our journey will take us on a stop in Triple X: Return of Xander Cage. Okay. Also, during the course of that, like I remembered, oh, like this is the first thing I saw Ezra Miller in, and you know, right? Apparently, which he's great in, um, and. It, <laughs> It goes to show how much criticism he got for his portrayal of the Flash, and it's like, 
that is not on him. That is on terrible writing and direction. Yeah. <laughs> and, and honestly, who knows? Maybe he was miscast in the role too, but he is a good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. But I remembered a bunch of people in it, but also the sister, Nina Dobrev's character is dating a guy who in the movie is called Ponytail Derek. <laughs> and that guy is, and I don't remember his, the name of the actor, but he plays Cousin Greg on Succession. And he is the most beloved character from that show. Huh. And he was nominated for a fucking Emmy in season two. <laughs> He's a, great nice. in that role. Him and uh, Cousin Greg and Tom, who is married to one of the children of the family in, like, the, in Succession, the two of them just up to hijinks on their own off all the time on the show. The two of them were ridiculous together. They're hilarious. Um, but I was watching it. I was like, oh my god, that's what's his name? I, I don't remember the actor's name. Um, but anyway, got through that movie. Great. Whatever. It was like, but like, again, totally random that I had seen Kate Walsh in two movies and back to back nights and then stumbled upon a bunch of other people. So Saturday, we come to Saturday. I had a little bit of downtime between big breakfast. We're going to do some projects for the course of the day. And I had some other stuff to do. It was like, I just had like 20 minutes to kill nothing to do. And I was like, just going to put on the TV while I'm sitting on the couch. I turn on the TV and it's FX or TNT or something. I don't remember. And triple X return of Xander, <laughs> return of Xander Cage on the television, <laughs> like five or 10 minutes into the movie. And I was like, okay, I saw this movie when it came out in theaters. I don't know why I, I loved the first triple X. It's a bad, movie. I loved I, the first one. It's horrible. Love it. I it's, it's a great bad movie. Yeah. This movie, honestly, we should not triple X. <laughs> sign me up. I've seen the movie a hundred times. Um, <laughs> I've, this movie, I remember vaguely enjoying in the theater, even though it also was bad, and I didn't enjoy it as much, and it was also possibly worse as a movie. But there's I, a, I didn't a even lot. know this movie happened. We definitely talked about it when it came out. There was a there, there for me. During the movie, he gets on a motorcycle and he drives on the ocean. Did I see this movie? I don't know if you've seen the movie or not. But you know who's in this <laughs> I've movie? Seen, okay, I feel like I know of this scene, though. Do you know who's in this movie? You mentioned it a few minutes ago. It's Nina Dobrev. Yeah, And I was like, what are the fucking odds? Because I haven't even thought about her since the last time I tried to put my foot through the TV while watching Let's Be Cops. Yeah. And now I've seen her in two successive nights. I was like, I don't like what's going on here. The, what are the chances gonna, of seeing... What's going to happen next? Two totally random actresses who I don't right. think of outside of seeing the one specific movie I know them from. I was like, this is some weird fucked up six degrees of separation yeah. shit. And I was like, but also, it's Diane Kruger because I've never don't yeah. think about this person, yep. and then and they they're everywhere. And so here we have six degrees of Diane Kruger. Wow, that's great. That's it's <laughs> tremendous, right? That's awesome. I was like total mind fuck moment. And the thing is, it keeps getting better than that because I started noticing all these other random things. Oh my God. I had a tremendous movie weekend that week. Okay, I've already told. Totally random assortment of movies. I also watched the movie Vertigo, which does not play into of Diane Kruger, but just to beef up the portfolio. You open up your phone, it's like a headline, Diane Kruger says her favorite movie is Vertigo. Oh my god! No. <laughs> I also watched most of Pineapple Express that weekend. Okay. And I also watched, what was the other movie? Fuck, I forgot to put it down. Oh, oh sorry. This is awesome. You know what was all, else was on during the course of that weekend? The Harry Potter movies. Emma Watson's in that movie as well. I've never seen her in anything other than those two things. The person in Wolf Hour and all of the Harry Potters. And while I was waiting to turn on Vertigo, waiting for everyone to assemble to watch movie night together, 
we had the TV on and Rock of Ages was on. Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah. I have not. I didn't know most of the people in that movie. You know who's in that movie? Uh, Russell Brand. Okay. And Russell Brand is either Elder Snow or apparently in this movie because he's nothing else. (laughs) 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 Jesus Christ. I've even got Elder Snow. I mean, sorry, Russell Brand uh, (laughs) popping up in all these things. That, uh, what are the chances of these totally random actors who I you like you know them for one thing, yeah, showing up in other movies oh that I God, whether I've seen funny. them before or not seen them before showing up like this isn't like oh I saw Nicolas Cage in three movies this weekend or Robert right. De Niro or whatever it's fucking Nina Dobrev Kate Walsh and Russell Brand <laughs> and they, and these were all things that just happened to be on TV that you were able to surface it's not even like you put them on so like it's not like a subconscious thing that like no. you saw the movie and put it on like that you wouldn't have realized or anything like that. And even that's, in the case, in, in a few of these cases, didn't know the person was in the movie when I was putting them on. Right. Ah, that's really funny. I love that. Oh, man. Six Degrees of Diane Kruger. That's, that's the shirt. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Oh, you, you've been having some big movies lately. Some big movie uh, weekends lately. Yeah, the, well, this was a good one. I I had kind of a, a down cycle for several weeks on that. Not to say that I didn't get to see some movies here and there, but that was, you know, seeing that many movies or at least significant portions of the movies and getting that sort of random, like, slice or, I guess, cross-section of those things where it's like, there's good movies in there, there's bad movies in there, there's serious dramas, there's dumb action movies, there's comedy, there's all over the fucking map. It's like, man, that is... You're going to have a movie weekend. That's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I have been a... Uh, uh, that, that's awesome. I we had. I feel like there was a, a few weeks ago that there was a weekend where like I like watched a bunch of movies in a row. I was like, really pumped about it. Cause I, could, I would watch a movie every day. I'd be, I'd be down with that. I love it. Um, the What I've been doing lately... In, I used to get... I used to be in the habit of... like When I, when I lived in Hoboken specifically, and I actually had cable, I, I would put on... Like TBS when I would be cooking, right? And I, mm-hmm. be like it'd be like Family Guy for a few months, and then it was like Friends for a few months, and then it was like Seinfeld. Like, and I just like remembered having like these shows on in the background. And I loved having that on. Uh, and the other day, I was like, oh, I kind of missed that. Let me just throw something on. And I was like, oh, I know that at some point I was watching a random episode of New Girl, so I just went into Netflix and I was like, continue playing that show. And so that's been on in the background every once in a while for me. And then I know we've talked about it on here before, and like in person but that show cracks me up dude yeah I mean, it's, it's ridiculous so, it's so funny nick miller is just a tremendous character yes he's got he's got such a great delivery and I, they but they all do they're all great like oh my goodness and they play off each other so well but it's so funny the uh the prince episode i watched that like twice in the last two months that's a weird one for me because at that time i had caught up to watching the show concurrently and I had it set up on my DVR because it was on like Tuesday nights and I didn't always settle down to watch it on a Tuesday night. The recording of that got fucked up, so I missed like half of that episode. Oh no. And I only saw it like three years later when it was just like on an episode like it was just on TBS or something. And I was like, Yeah. I didn't like, oh my god, I missed this one. It just came on. And I was watching it and I realized that I didn't remember or didn't realize how much of the episode I missed. So I was like, oh, okay. I have no memory of what's going on here. Like I remember everything else until like a certain point, And then there's a whole bunch going on that I'm like, I don't remember this at all. 
<laughs> so one of the best, so the, the funny part of that episode is uh, Jess and Cece get invited to Prince's party. The guys are not invited. They, yes. The girls were invited. And they like, crash the party. Right? They're going to try to get themselves in. And this is the, the part that I wanted to bring up to you. I was, I'm hoping that you'll, you'll remember this, but uh, Coach and Winston go a little fire and ice and they get all excited. And they're like, we're going to do fire and ice, fire and ice, baby, fire and ice. And, and Schmidt's getting really annoyed. Like, what is this? What is fire and ice? It's like, you know what you get when you mix fire and ice? It's like, what? What? Warm. <laughs> and you're like, what? And then they play, they do this whole thing where they pretend to run into each other in front of the bouncer. Like, oh yeah, I'm on the list. Winnie? Ernie? And they go back and forth. It's like, this guy? Super what? <laughs> and like you know, the guy is, is the the bouncer is touched, and they go in. So uh, Schmidt wants to try to do the same thing, it's their own thing with Nick, and it doesn't work. And there's like a, a there's a little bit of chaos, and a bunch of girls are going in, and Schmidt's like Nick, and he goes, "I'm Trojan horsing it," and he's in the middle of the crowd <laughs> as he goes in. <laughs> Diane Kruger, boom! <laughs> oh, because you're Detroit. <laughs> Oh man, I love that show. It's so it's so ridiculous. All right, we've gone through a lot of news and nuggets. Yes. Do you have anything else before the main event of news and nuggets? Oh, uh, one. We don't have to spend very long in. I'm just gonna. It's a progress update. I have begun the to date final published book of the Expanse. <clears throat> book seven took me a while. It was fine. I liked it. I like it significantly less than I like the rest of the books in the. The series, okay. it was the one after the 30-year time jump. It just, I was intrigued early on. The middle third was just the a world. slog. Yeah. And the finale, like the way the whole end sequence went was compelling, but it was just like, it took too long to set that up. And it's sure. also very Empire Strikes Back. Like, the good guys lose. Mm. Bad. <laughs> it's like, bad. and. You know, in Return of the Jedi, like, okay, like at the end of Empire, the good guys lose, but there's a spark of hope. Sure. Like that Han's gone. Spark the lights, the rebellion. <laughs> exactly. Like Han is gone, but like our, the rest of our heroes survived. And we have a very clear mission. We're going to go save Han. So this, this one ends similarly. One of the main characters gets spirited frozen away. Frozen carbonite. Not frozen <laughs> carbonite, but... Spirited away into the middle of the stronghold of the enemy in a way that there is just no chance of conceivably rescuing him at any times. Like, way okay. worse, actually, than Han. But there is the spark of hope because the other main characters who were in very dire straits were able to escape, to live, to plan to fight another day, despite the fact that the odds are significantly worse than they were in Empire. And the first line of the next book is literally just, I'm not going to say the name, so if you've been listening to me talk about it on the show, you'll be able to piece together who my favorite character is in the books slash show. More the show than the books, but still. The first line of the eighth book is, blank character is dead. And I was like, you know what, motherfucker? Oh, no. <laughs> I was so mad. No, the thing is, characters on borrowed time, considering the timeline. Okay. Just like, from age perspective. Still. And I knew it had to come eventually, but the thing is, I assumed this character was going to be dead in seven because of the time jump. And then it was a big surprise to me that that character wasn't dead. Didn't get a ton of screen time, page time, but still got some <laughs> moments. Got time. to appreciate that this character was still around. Literally the first sentence is just the sentence. 
blank is dead. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? We're going to have to come back to this and continue reading this first page another day because I need some time <laughs> to yeah. myself. I need a minute. Yeah. Uh, now there is going to be a ninth book published, I believe sometime this year, or maybe it'll get pushed to early next year. I don't know, but like they work, there's two of them. They work really hard and like they're in, they're fully in the ending. The ninth one is going to be the final okay. from all that I understand. Um, so super excited to get through those two books just to be able to, to conclude this epic saga. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad that I'm I'm in it, and uh, I'm excited to see cool. how this book goes, despite the fucking kick in the dick that that first yeah. sentence was. <laughs> well, aside from that, I'm glad you've been enjoying your journey here. That's good. All right. But now I'm ready. Now you're ready. Uh, that Loki, I know we, I know we have it's like technically we have two episodes, discuss, but about. that Loki season finale, though. Yes. The show is so good. Yeah, it was really good. It's really so, good. the acting is incredible the writing is tremendous <laughs> like I, I i love it and aesthetically it looks fantastic i feel yes. like it's i mean it's it's clearly i, I want to say clearly it's got to be the highest budget of the shows right i would think so if for no other reason than just the pure levels of like set design and yeah all of that that they're doing i mean i guess technically maybe wandavision had slightly more cgi but maybe, like it's got well be i don't know because like it, it i feel like there's almost like a consistent level of it yeah, well, I mean, like, that one had more, like, big things happening. Sure. Overall, although the Lamentous episode, obviously, was very CGI-dependent, mm-hmm. um, and this one was as well. So. Yeah. And so, actually, even, you know, decent amount of the seventh or fifth episode, too, so. So in the previous episode, uh, we get all the Lokis, right? That's just that. So that was the first, the first, uh, post credit scene that we got was the episode prior to that where we see Loki wake up and a few more Lokis are staring down at him. Yeah, it was it was there officially for show purposes classic Loki, boastful Loki, kid Loki, and alligator. Alligator Loki, which um on top of all of that, on top of how ridiculously good the show is, the writing, everything, like how how engaged I am in it, also very funny. Yes. And the whole like the whole throwaway, like, I I feel like I should be more, like, concerned about this alligator. But, like, and he just, like, keeps going. <laughs> well, but between that, which is great, and then the other one when they're all disparaging alligator Loki, as like, you're not a Loki. I don't believe you. Although, that would make it more likely that you were a Loki. I think you're lying about all of that, although that actually... Further proof that, that tracks. Probably are looking. Yeah. <laughs> that, track. <laughs> that was really silly, and like, it's so funny because like, it almost seems like it could have been a throwaway gag, like that whole entire episode. But it was so deep, and so much was actually happening there, and like, just the crisis that our Loki is going through, like, emotionally and mentally. Like, this is well, the was, most the character has evolved over the ten years that he's been a character. I was gonna say, well, I mean, it's it's up between that and Ragnarok, but obviously sure. this has been more. But it's also had six episodes to do it instead of yeah. one movie to do it. But I view them as fairly analogous in that mm-hmm. perspective. But I know you haven't watched the show, but I know I've talked around it some without having to spoil too much of it. But give you like the idea of why I love it so much. That episode in particular reminded me of my favorite episodes from The Leftovers mm-hmm. because I'd mentioned there's couple episodes that take place in i'm just gonna say an undetermined location in time and space 
that are super surreal. There are serious implications for possible death of body, mind, and soul. Surreal and hilarious, and yet also deeply profound in character study of the main character. And that's right. what this episode is, right? Like, yeah. they're in mortal peril of mind, body, and soul in an undetermined time and place that is a surreal world, including doppelgangers, which is also a part of the leftovers as well. And yet we have like serious character moments that yeah. need to just like, and like not spending time, all that time with other characters either. Some of it is just, you have to sit alone with that character. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's cool. I love, I love it. I, I also like that. We got a lot of Sylvie in, like that, that Sylvie Renslayer dynamic for a bit before she joins the crew. <laughs> yes, and, and like also that, even the that, that Sylvie like awesome. Mobius mo- moment too. Oh yeah, God. Owen Wilson is awesome. Yes, he cracks me up. He really does, and he just—I I, just—I love the way that he delivers lines. Sometimes all- he says shit that's funny. That's not like the words aren't even funny. It's just how he chooses to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like there was a uh, to jump ahead to this to this episode when he finds himself on his ass in between the table and he's like, okay, <laughs> like here we are, <laughs> like it's just like the way that he does it, it really is just so silly because he is inherently he is a funny guy, so like he is one of those people that we're like, I'm kind of expecting to laugh, so so almost everything becomes funny. Yeah, but um, it's man. kind of a self self fulfilling prophecy, I guess. Yeah, but uh, so. We get one of the the implication in the second to last episode of uh, Sylvie and Loki like joining hands and like together doing the mind control thing. Yes, was really interesting. And like, does that mean like inside of each of the Lokis could they potentially have the power that all the other ones have because they are the same person? And it seems like the answer is yes. They just haven't unlocked it. Well, yeah, and, and also, actually, he literally says it, too, as they're going into that fight with Elioth, where he says, I think maybe we're all more powerful than we realize. Yeah, yeah. Which That's is so cool, cool to then like, see that play that out. Well, to yeah. see that play out literally with the two of them, and also even, we heard him talk about it, but classic Loki does by far the biggest illusion of all of them, which is like a great over-the-top moment for Richard E. Grant, like, mm-hmm. who... He's a really good actor. I don't. I haven't really seen him in a lot of things. Yeah. Even his little bits. He played such a prick in episode nine of Star mm. Wars. And he only gets like eight lines in that movie. Or maybe it's a little bit more than that. But it's not very much. Even just the yeah. moment where he kills Hux is like great. Just like the malevolence and like that sneering evil that he has. Yeah. Um, and in this, you know, he's playing this regal and wise and like yeah, kind of a Shakespearean that, like, super thespian vibe yeah yeah, yeah it was like a, it reminded me of like uh kenneth branagh in yeah. shakespeare <laughs> like production like i'm thinking specifically hamlet the way he's talking about you know the burden of being loki and it's us doomed to fail and i went alone to live in a planet and consider my wrongs and then i went back to be better and then it was over <laughs> yeah. He'll do that, and then he'll like add that, like he'll do the bellowing laugh that he does, and then also the amount that he was playing with that cape and doing ridiculous things in the scenes, like making sure that you saw it, like flailing it up, and this guy is really he's hamming it up. Yes, yeah. I know he was in that movie with Melissa McCarthy. I think he was nominated for an Oscar, like supporting actor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I never saw it, and he was in that. I turned that one off. 
Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I heard the movie wasn't that great, but I heard he was really good in it. Mm. So and her, and that she was good in it too. Um, he was in that show Dispatches from Elsewhere that came out last year that I never actually got around to seeing much okay. of. I think I might have seen like the first ten minutes, and like I actually still really want to go watch it because it looked super weird and interesting. I just I was just in a place where I was like I don't have the like fortitude to watch the show right now. <laughs> right. So it was pretty cool. So like uh, Renslayer obviously pissing me off more and more as the episode goes on in the second to last episode. She's and, never heard of the sunk cost fallacy. Uh, yeah. And it's just like really driving me up a wall. And I'm like, they're clearly not like she's not, she's, there's no way that she's gonna, she's actually like going to cooperate with Sylvie. And like, and another, like they, they do it long enough. We're like, Maybe, but I still don't believe it. And then, like, the, the, then of course, the, uh, another betrayal, and it's like Jesus Christ. And like, <laughs> I mean, if you couldn't get all of the very obvious signs, like Miss Minutes, like, oh yeah, yeah. no, I'm totally yeah. working hard. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna get you that information. And you see this anthropomorphic CGI clock, literally side eyeing yeah. you. Like, that, come on, <laughs> yeah, that's on you. <laughs> but uh, that was a pretty cool scene, though. Like, where it was like she got the loop loop device. What they call it? Is that what they call it? The Temp device, temp device, um, and she, temp the whole like temp pad, temp pad. Right. The whole idea, like for the whole thing, was like she just needed to get that before she did it. Like that. Also, like what I love about that leap of faith when she hits herself with the stick, right? Like mm-hmm. she's got an idea of what might happen, but she doesn't know. And, I and think also, how stupid really all of them were. All stupid. How stupid all of them were to like. Like I'm not saying they would necessarily chase her into the void, but like, oh, she's just gone now. Are that problem solved? It's like, yeah. You don't think that the master schemer killing herself in that moment when she's so close to getting what she wants isn't a mite suspicious? Like, that shouldn't have been that easy. We probably yeah. should have had to kill her, not let her kill herself. That seems convenient, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that that's absolutely true. But I guess if then the whole thing is like that follows up with Renslayer doing some stuff and like that goes that continues on into the next episode where it's almost like I got the vibe, you get the vibe that she's obviously afraid of whoever is in charge. Like, right, there's a fear there. But then it seems like maybe she's actually afraid more of the possi- of the other possibilities. and Or maybe somebody else has been pulling the strings on her along that's still not even the person that we meet in the final episode. Well, that's why I was getting at with the some cost fallacy thing. Because she literally at one point says, no, no, it all has to have meant something, right? And I'm like, ooh, you are really digging your heels in when everything's yeah. crashing around you. And I'm not, listen, I'm not saying that you're not right to try and push through to some extent, but that's a level of blind faith in the face of you being wildly wrong that maybe you need to re-examine. Like, okay, I still believe in the spirit of the mission, but maybe we need to change our strategy a bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... We finally in the in the second to last episode we finally get a uh, we get Mobius gets the temp head he goes back to the TVA uh, and Loki and Sylvie mind control Elias and they re- they reveal like the uh, this the weird but area it, it, it was the, the it was, place was beyond the, the void say the place beyond the void the place at the end of time or whatever it was. yeah so they go, they go which was so when we open up going into there that whole first off the opening of the finale. What they did with those voiceovers in the Marvel logo, chills. Super cool, because I know they've played around with like, okay, we're going to do the theme song, or we're going to do the generic Avenger, or the Marvel theme song, you know, or we're going to do some other song from pop culture or whatever. And there might have been one that was like silent, I remember, 
well, like the background like noises of what's there's the one with all Stan Lee's. <laughs> I that forgot about that. Was, that was um, the Captain Marvel one. But it was cool. No, well, no, I meant for this show specifically. Oh, oh okay. They they did like this is the oh uh, yeah, yeah like and then they did like the Loki like one and I think they did one that was like kind of like an in media rest like oh like we're gonna get the audio before we get the visual situation and then yeah. there was, I think there was one where there was like just some song playing like from pop culture yes and then was. this this one we got snippets of big moments from the many movies that we've seen to this point and yeah and, and oh, props on them for the queuing of that was awesome like yes. every you saw the character before the line like just as the line delivered like that was awesome and yeah so to get that for a moment in which we're going to step out of time and space mm-hmm. was cool just like the way that that all works like thematically Yes, I agree. And then the visual of the time loop, basically, time being almost, I assume, almost a sort of circle in there in this case, even though they they have displayed it as a long line, but it was actually surrounding that building. Yeah, time is a flat circle. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> what, what the hell is that show that just went totally wild off the rails? Uh, True Detective, that's it. Nah. That was the, uh, what's his name? Matthew McConaughey, Rustin Cole. Time. Yeah. And he crushes the can. Yeah. <laughs> Flat circle. <laughs> but uh, so that was awesome. And I loved it. I was like so on edge and, and on the edge of my seat at the same time. Like as they were going to, they were walking into this building and like, she's going to kick the door down. And he's like, I'm like, she's like, you're going to stop me. He's like, no, <laughs> like, we're just, I don't really know what we're doing. Uh, unless yet. you want me to. Yeah. Or... <laughs> and, then, and then like the door opening and that being super creepy. The getting in there and then like the life size version of the uh, animated clock was very creepy to me. Yes, I didn't like that at all. Miss, miss minutes. Miss minutes. That's right. Also, for just a second, I was like, "Wait a minute!" If after all of this, Miss Minutes it's, has been the one pulling the strings, oh my I'm god, so mad. Yeah, I'm gonna laugh, but I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> yeah, for for sure. And then we meet um, he who remains. Is that what it was? Among other things, yes. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things that that struck me about that when they walk into like that main hall is that there's three, there's four like timekeeper statues, one of which is destroyed, mm-hmm. and I don't know what that means. You I'm still don't, or you didn't at the time. I still don't. I don't know what that was, what that fourth statue was supposed to be, because the whole thing I, I think... thought was supposed to be like sort of illusion, like just like a, like a, something to put, a, you know, like Wizard of Oz style thing. Yeah, I do think that was intentionally supposed to be. A bit of a mind fuck to them because it was almost like a jab like remember when you guys thought that there was these three guys who ran all of this yeah well what if there was a four it's yeah. me but Maybe. right re- realistically they the timekeepers were all him always right however many number of them there were at a given time yeah uh, so I, but i'm still so curious about like this the broken statue and like what it actually represents well i think it was a dig at that whole thing and then also to reveal that like whatever you thought it was it was actually me because it's the broken statue and then the the fixed statue that we see it it is him yeah and then the at the end spoiler alert it's him because it was always him he didn't want anyone to know that but it always has been that guy was chewing up the scenes and the apples, yes. And the apple, yeah. There was a couple of bites of the apple that were unnecessary. That would maybe there was a couple like, of lines delivered through mouthful of apple. That through I the apple, hard time getting yes. This, yeah, I agree. 
but but he was having a grand old time. Yeah, no, he was having fun. He did a tremendous job. Really there did. was a lot going on in that performance, which again was intentional. I think that, mm-hmm. and I, this is why I think I feel even better about like saying that with the statues because there's like he plays with an accent at times. He mm-hmm. plays with like diction and delivery at times, and he changes his like mood and temperament at times. I think all of it was meant to show them how little they were beside right. him and how ancient he must be in that but regard. To, and then to do that up to the point where you're noticing it and realizing it up to the point where the branch diverges to the point where he doesn't know what's going to happen. And then the, the actor does this incredible switch of yes. character. And that was just, I was blown away. Well, think of it when you know everything and then switch to now, you know, as much as everyone else in the room, that's the limitation, like, like the limiting factor on, on who and what you are, like as like a being, as a, an intelligence, as a personality going yeah. from you are all to you're just a regular guy. And he hasn't been a regular guy in what, trillions of years? Right. Oh, I mean, yeah. Powerful, but like a regular guy at the end of it. So cool. that was so cool. I, I, I love that. So we get this, we get this ridiculous, like this battle between Loki and Sylvie, which I really thought was awesome because what I was expect, I was guarded the whole time because, like, I know I I should know by now from experience <coughs> that my Loki will betray me at some point or another, right? That's just kind of how it goes, and it's like you're really hoping that that won't be the case here. And, and it wasn't. It wasn't. But Sylvie is starting to get into your head too, and you're like, yeah, of course he's definitely going to. Is he going to do it? He's really. I was like, no, no, he's not going to do it. They do one amazing shot where when he has turned and he has Sylvie. And they they have the camera over Loki's shoulder, and they so they so cl- the the focal point of the shot is that uh, the holder for his sword is in, mm-hmm. and it made me go, "Oh my god, did he stab her after kissing her?" And I was That's like, "Just Game of Thrones." I was like, "Did That's... you?" I was like, "But did you just make me doubt?" Like, and surely, sure enough, like they made me doubt the Loki that I had. I I actually finally started to trust, and I was wrong. And I think that that was intentional. I think they did a really good job of doing and of executing. Well, thing. but he also. Remember, he lost the sword during the fight and had to materialize his sword that he always has hidden. Right, but that could have been... I actually thought that was part of the grand illusion that the one that he lost maybe wasn't the real one. Uh, you know how like they, they'll do some of that stuff where they'll go back, they'll kind of backtrack it of like, oh no, what you thought was real was not like in the whole the whole thing. So that's yeah. why I was like... I, I also oh thought, I think, I think part of though is the psychology of that final scene. Well, not the final final scene, but that scene from Game of Thrones. I think that's a part of what's going on. It's It's the... The psychology of Loki coupled with John stabbing Danny. Yeah. Well, the, it was mo- mostly for me. It was the fact that the if you watch the like if you that scene it holds on it, and the main point of focus is the empty sheath on his yeah. Back. And I was like, oh, oh no, oh no. <laughs> and then sure enough, they didn't. And then me- uh, I was like, meanwhile, when they finally kiss and the camera pivots, and it's very obvious that the center point of their standing together pivots as well. I was like, oh, come on, dude. How do you not realize that she just spun you 180 degrees and she's between yeah. I'm like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and power shift. <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was like, and it just, that was that was pretty awesome. The uh, And how heartbreaking was it, though, to get him like kicked back out through that, that portal? I was like, no. I was like, I love these two together. They're so good. <laughs> also, I have an important question. Yeah. For you, because again, there was some audio issues for me. What is the last thing that you remain says when she stabbed him? 
because I have no idea what any of the words You know what? I didn't hear him. I was also with you on the... As my, even though I was listening to it, like, pretty high and in legit surround sound, I, I, had, I got nothing. And he wasn't I even chewing an apple in that season. I didn't go back to... Uh, I probably should have two, but then also, like, I had to run down... I literally I watched it right before I started working, so yeah. <laughs> so that was I didn't I didn't go back to it, but uh, that was really cool though, and like the implication and like the, all the branching timelines. I was like, we we had said I, I think we were talking about it like in the first episode, second episode. I was like, surely this show ends with the explosion of a multiverse, right? And yeah, sure enough, yes, because we know where the ser- we know where the movie timelines are going, uh, just from titles and whatnot, and like the ideas that are behind it. So, like, to actually, for it to be fulfilled was really cool. I'm really hoping that this guy will come back to play the character on these different... I mean, obviously, it's him in this, in this in another timeline that we see at the very end. So, that the statue is made of him. So, I'm like, I'm hoping this actor comes back for good to do a, a bunch more stuff. Wait, do you not know who he is? Uh, he's king, you know? Yes. Yeah, but I'm... I, so, I assume... I, but I assume that they're, like, they... It'll be sooner rather than later. I want him to be back sooner because I'm so excited to see him in more. Oh, okay. No, I was like, well, because so here's the thing. Some um, call me a conqueror. <laughs> well, yeah, I was like, he very clearly like tipped it off there when he said it, and I was like, because like up until then, I was like, so well, the thing is, a couple of weeks ago or a week ago, whatever, I had read something not show specific. It was kind of theorizing that based on the history of the comic, saying it could end up being he who he remains, which was a character, and I don't remember if that character was Kang or if in some versions he was and some versions he wasn't or whatever. I don't remember because like that okay. was an established version of whether he'd be overseeing the timekeepers or one of the timekeepers or whatever. That's a character that's existed or whatever at, at the end of time or whatever. And that, yeah, he mentions the conqueror and I was like, okay, so he's Kang then, right? right like right. now, are we going to hear that here? Which technically we didn't ever hear him say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Which does like, leave it open for them to do a little bit more with it if they want to. Sure, but it is him. Um, we we know this, and well, it, if that wasn't enough, and the the final scene, Loki says, "There's someone coming, someone big and bad is coming," and that is meta because we know that they've teased to us that the next big bad who is coming for the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Kang the Conqueror. So, right, we know that. Um, Two or three. I had forgotten that they actually. I knew they confirmed that Kang was coming. I forgot that they cast him, so I didn't actually know that. Oh, I, yeah, but, I didn't realize that. Yeah, no. So he, we already officially know that Jonathan Majors is playing Kang. Oh, okay. In cool. Ant Man. That's why I was asking you, like, oh wait, did you not know who that is? Because like that is Kang. Like that guy yeah. is going to be playing. Kang. Okay, cool. Um, and it was funny because the name came up. I was like Jonathan Majors. I know that name. Why do I know that? And I was looking up. I was like. Oh yeah, I had seen that he was in that show Lovecraft Country, which people really liked, and there was something else I don't remember. What it was. Like, oh yeah, like those couple of things I've heard of those, or whatever. But then I saw online, oh Jonathan Majors, like from like eight months ago or something like that, cast to play Kang. I was like, oh that's why I know his name. I remember seeing that. I just forgot that I had seen that news announcement when it came out. Because <laughs> right. if I knew that that's who it was, I would as soon as it came out. I was like, before they had into any of the the hinting and the this and that, it would be like, oh hey look, that's Kang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's, yeah. So I, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do, what the, him coming back and what he does because that that performance was tremendous. Um, the I was I love the evolution of Loki 
through this series and how the only thing that really got him outside of his like very selfish ways was Sylvie, which is a weirdly, which is like meta selfish, but still cool. <laughs> right. Like, well, that was what Moby said. Wow. That is the ultimate act of narcissism. Yeah. You're, you're literally <laughs> yeah. in love with yourself. <laughs> yeah. Which is, which is also coming from him is hilarious. The way that he says it is hilarious. And yes, but like that, it's so cool though, because like, it's the only way, maybe the only the way that could have happened, but he does, the character does grow emotionally in that moment. And like you, that tear that rolls, like as he, when he's, after he's been kicked out, like, Oh, was, and also then he immediately goes to try and do the right thing for once. Yeah. And like, like the, let me set, show like, the, let me, the clear like, shift, the alarm, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, awesome. though, in that moment, I understand that she slightly backstabs him by throwing him through the portal and killing Kang. But she does clearly love him, too. Yes. Like her need for revenge superseded it. But like, mm-hmm. like it wasn't a no. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah, I purely I think like it's it's taken Loki, our Loki, long enough. We've known him for ten years to get to that point, and it took her to actually push him over that edge a bit. I feel like we've only just been introduced to her, and she's only been introduced to him like for this little bit of time. While we know that our Loki is capable of turning from seeing Ragnarok and other like, and where his character does go, that like she probably is too. But it will take it. It's going to take a little bit more, and she's you can see how conflicted she is in that moment. Right, because like she does, she does push him away, and ultimately does what she wants to do. But there is definitely an immediate regret on her face after she does it. Of like, now what? Well, I think there was a bit of the, huh? Well, I was expecting to feel mm-hmm. vindicated, or whatever. And like, why do I feel like I have more of an impending sense of dread? Like, okay, <laughs> like I got the thing that I what wanted, do but I, I... do. <laughs> yeah, like it was like the mom told me not to have cookies. And I've searched around. And I ate them all. Don't see anyone. So I'm going to climb on top and grab the cookie jar. I'm going to eat the cookie, even though I know I'm going to get in trouble for eating the cookie. It's going to taste good for about 0.1 seconds because I know that she is entering the room as I take the bite of cookie. Yeah. Ah, yes, I see. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That, so when he, when Loki gets back in and he's, he runs to meet Mobius, um, like, Oh my god! Like, oh, he's like, tell her, and he starts telling him like what's going on. The way that he's responding, it took me a minute, and then I was like, "No, no, no, no!" Big planet in the end. No, <laughs> and then I'm sure. Like, I mean, I this is beyond my comprehension because I don't really understand the repercussions of the time. So, like, the multiverse exploding out this way, right? So that there is already a there is already one with another Kang. I that guess is the so. head of the TVA that he landed in. But how did that happen before well, she so, stabbed him? So there's a couple of different possibilities here. As, as to the Kang statue, I, again, I imagine that's to evoke Planet of the Apes, right? Where it's the timelines are going to fuck you up no matter what. And you're going to keep, you're going to think you're safe, but you're going to realize that you've altered it so much that you can never be safe, it never existed, or it has always existed, time's a flat circle, etc. So on, right? right? Um, Because I imagine that's going to actually be more symbolic than not, the fact that it's the Kang statue. I think it's supposed to be more of a beware, here I come type of thing, and I'm going to assume my throne as the rightful leader of everything. Hmm. I read something, and I was writing a review right after I was done watching this, right before we got on, um, saying that it seems to have overwritten the memories of Mobius and, was it B-15 or whatever? I forget yeah. her name. 
I actually wondered whether when she opened that portal, she sent him to what he thought was the TV. Ben in the timelines had already branched before she killed him. Remember, he said while they're fighting, he said, you guys oh, better hurry that's, up. That's the right. Timelines okay. are already branching. That's right. I so she think sent him to the she wrong one. spent him. Well, I, I, whether or not she chose actively which one to send him to, mm-hmm. she sent him to a specific timeline, not to the TVA that governs all timelines. So right. this Mobius and this B-15 don't know him. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's but, not the TVA governing the sacred timeline. It, this is a version of the TVA in one specific timeline. Right. But even but even in their version of it, they were seeing the branches happening and they were panicking. Yes, because I think I'm guessing that's what they're going to say is what the idea of many multi first, you know, of multiverse have many universes is each of them has their own version of timelines. Right. That there's sub universes within each universe of the multiverse. So cool. I love this stuff. Oh my God. I will say I was first off this, this whole series has been amazing and I've loved it. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't wait. Like I, I need, I need another taste. I need one little thing. I can't wait to see what they do after the credits. And that actually hurt. <laughs> I thought that, I thought I was going to get like a scene, a thing, a lot. Well, especially because like they, they tease you with the idea. Cause they've done this a few times with post credits, right? Where you get the audio before you get the visual. Yeah. And you hear rustling and activity. It's like, well, what are we going to get? Yeah. And no, it's meta. It's, we're going to stamp this passport thing or case and- file or whatever. It was bittersweet, right? Because it was like, I didn't get that extra scene, but what I did get was a solid fact that Loki season two is coming, which I don't have for any of the other shows. Yeah, they played coy with it. Right. My guess would be that that's the only season we get one. Well, actually, did they say, did they say that Captain and Falcon and the Captain Falcon, that Captain and the Winter Soldier will return? Didn't they say that? They said that they would return, but not. Not where or how. Yes, because we know they're going to show up in other yeah, um, but the fact that we're getting a Loki season two is just tremendous. And to your point earlier about whether Jonathan Majors as Kang is going to be in that show, I imagine he will be. I doubt he's in it as like a full regular, though. I mm-hmm. imagine that he will be judiciously applied to that show in the same way that he was to this sure. one, because we know for a fact he's going to be in Ant-Man, the Wasp, Quantumania. I haven't seen whether it's confirmed whether he'll be in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. But I'd be a little disappointed if he's not, even if it's for two seconds. Like I you can't have a movie specifically about the multiverse but, yeah. after you've introduced a character and not have him like just even to allude to his existence isn't enough. Like he needs to show up in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. I feel. Yeah. I think that should like that would be the idea of a time traveling or multiverse timeline <laughs> traveling conqueror is he's gotta be in like a lot of these movies even if some of those movies he's in it for four minutes like i feel like he's got to be in like doesn't he have to be in spider-man far from uh no way home i would assume because i've always assumed well we know there's gonna be multiple timelines so like yeah it's another multiverse movie. like he's got to be in it somehow yeah i don't know uh, i can't wait i'm so excited for more for what's next <laughs> it's so good well this is this is this show has now finally gotten me to the point where i'm actually legitimately excited for the next film yeah, like because uh, now we finally have the beginnings of seeing the framework for where 
it actively is going to choose. And you know what? I will say it took me a minute. It took me until you said that to realize what was not sitting with me so well about um, Black Widow. And you, we'll, we'll talk about this when you see it, but it was, it was more so like it's, I, I, it's still living in the other phase. Yes. It's that's, got its feet it halfway in both. But uh, I will say that what was exciting about it was this is the first, no, no spoiler here, but this is the first MCU movie with a reference to one of the shows, which I think was really cool, which you'll get to. Oh, Black, you Black Widow does? Yeah. Oh, okay. Which is interesting. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that when you, when you watch it. Which is interesting because... Yeah, I know. I know exactly where you're going with that. <laughs> say, if I understand, doesn't that movie take place like after Civil War, but before Infinity War? Yes. Okay. It does. I'll let, I'm not, I won't say anything. You'll, you'll watch it, and you'll, yeah. you'll see. No, I'll, I'll see it. I'm just saying, cool. like, from, from what I understand, isn't like that's when it's specifically supposed to yeah. take place chronologically? Yes. Wait, 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 what do you say after? Like, between Civil War and Infinity War, right? Yes, absolutely. Exactly where it takes place. Um... Yeah, I'm in. I'm super pumped. I can't wait. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to see where they go with this stuff. I I really like. I I always knew like Tom Hiddleston. I, I always knew he was doing a good job, but he was also always he was never like front and center really in yeah. this in this year. And to have him there for this whole show, dude rocks, man. Like I feel like he brings it. And like the way the chemistry that him and Sylvie have. What, what's what's that actress's name? Do you know so. Sophia DiMartino, I want to say. The, the, they, I feel like they have such great chemistry on screen. And, like, it's so cool. Like, they are playing a different version of the same person, and it, it comes through. Uh, it's awesome. Really blown away by it. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm curious to see how that looks with the two of them, because I imagine it's going to pit the two of them against each other for most of the season, which is kind of what we had expected from this season, the way it looked early I on. I'm kind of wondering if it's not, if it's less that and more the two of them trying to reunite and like just lost in time and space. Yeah. Well, like, when I say pit them opposite each other, I don't mean they will necessarily literally be like antagonists to each other, but like they're going to end up on other ends of this spectrum. And it's a question yeah. of whether they choose to try and return things to the way they were or try and create something new or just stop the madness, which we know is coming literally. So, yeah. Oh man! So, well, this uh, has really been a treat. This whole series, and um, do, we don't have, as far as Marvel shows, that's it for dates that we know, right? Um, I don't know. I forget what the next one is supposed to be. I know there's the She-Hulk show that's going to be happening, right. and but we don't know when, right? There are Ms. Marvel too. I think. I think so. Yeah, just, I can't remember dates being a thing for those. Well, isn't there? A, there's a Hawkeye show too, isn't there? Oh, is there? I think there is. I'm getting these things kind of mixed up because I also started playing the Avengers game. I can see how that would happen. So it's been like uh, kind of all over the place. But I think there's a Hawkeye show too. Cool. Well, I think it's time for some uh, fun games. Did it? Did it? Did it? Breaking news. <laughs> so while we were taking a break in the recording, I found a new that popped across my desk from earlier today. And this is a headline on the Hollywood reporter that says Soprano stars say that James Gandolfini was paid a big sum to turn down a role on the office what? during the latest. <laughs> see, that's why I was like, we got to discuss this right now. I know we are beyond the news and nuggets portion of the show. We're about to get do funny games imminently. Um, during the latest episode of their Talking Sopranos podcast, Michael Imperioli and Steve Sherpa 
shared details around a deal they say gave James Gandolfini $3 million to turn down a leading role on the hit NBC comedy. They were talking. They had Ricky Gervais on their, this is episode, insane. Okay. their podcast this week. And they spoke about the reported deal during the latest episode of their Talking Sopranos podcast, which featured guest Ricky Gervais. The star of the original UK Office series offered praise and appreciation for Carell, who he said put his life on hold for seven years when imperially interjected. You know, they talked about having Gandolfini at one point replace him. Talking about Steve Carell. Did you know that? Gervais wasn't familiar with the tale, which Sherpa then relayed while revealing why he says it ultimately didn't happen. I think before James Spader and after Steve Carell, they offered Jim, talking about Jim Jim Gandolfini, I want to say about $4 million to play him for the season, to be like the lead role for the season after Steve Carell is leaving the show. And HBO paid him $3 million to not do it. (laughs) Gervais called it a good decision before Sherpa continued explaining Gandolfini's interest in taking on the role was because he hadn't worked and it was a number of years removed from when The Sopranos ended. Okay. So they paid him to keep that legacy of The Sopranos pure, was what Gervais asked. Um, jokingly, um, and they asked if Gandolfini, uh, asking about uh, if if he if they were trying to keep the legacy pure. Uh, Gandolfini passed away in 2013. Uh, Sherpa pointed to a deal the actor still had with the studio. I guess that, and also he had a deal with them. He was doing the night of. He was developing that. Now I know we've discussed that in the past. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Did you see the the night yeah. of? I forget. Yes. So he originally was like that show was his like brainchild. I don't know if he like came up with the idea itself, but he was the one who wanted to bring it to HBO. He had an exclusive deal. He was producing it. He cast it and everything. And he was going to play the lawyer role that Michael Turturro ended up playing. Or John Michael, John, John Turturro. Sorry. I always yeah. forget what the, any other names are. John Turturro, that role was James Gandolfini. And if you look at oh, the credits, it says like executive producer, James. Yeah. On the show. And he was going to oh, wow. play the lead role, but he passed away during the development of it, but they loved it so much. They'd come so far in making it that they recast the role and continued on and made the show. Cool. That's, um, that's, that's kind of wild. Yeah. Uh, which like mostly just because like Gandolfini can be funny. And from what I understand, he was like a super, like, I know that there's no way that he was like Tony Soprano, right? Like, mm-hmm. but like he played the role so well that like, I just can't picture him being anything else. But from what I understand, he was kind of like a quiet, like soft spoken. Yeah. Like, like expressive. Like he was like, a Broadway guy, <laughs> kind that's, of. That's you know a, what I mean? That's a hustle. Which is just not what you see when you see mob boss Tony Soprano. Shit, of course. So um, what they were saying here was um, they had like some of the writers and producers and a couple of the actors tried to the, went and met with him to convince him when Carell left the show. Um, said, I remember him being really, comp- this is one of the showrunners or writers or whatever saying, I remember him being really, really complimentary, but he wasn't super familiar with the show. He had watched a few episodes and was unsure about like doing comedy. He's like, I don't know hundred percent how to play this. Um, he said he didn't think Gandolfini was intimidated, but he think he had questions about the idea of helming what was at the time, the biggest comedy on television. Sure. Um, the team was in early development stages with the potential character. And uh, they were called the actor saying yes, with it coming down to the Sopranos star and James Spader, but ultimately Gandolfini turned it down. Um, it was really close to Gandolfini being the boss. Um, that's but yeah, apparently really HBO funny. paid him to not do it so they could continue to develop the night of. I guess that's wild. Uh, I wonder how many cool back door, like back lot stories there are like that. Where like, and then like, I wonder how many of them would have been so much better if it went through. 
Well, you always hear about things like that, like, oh, this person was going to play that character and they end up getting fired or they had a commitment and they had to change or they had to back out at the last minute and, like, they'd even maybe started to shoot some of it so there's, like, deleted footage that exists of this actor or actress in this role before being replaced, like, something like Jean-Claude Van Damme getting fired from Predator or, right. like, Al Pacino very nearly being Han Solo and all those, like, types of stories which are wild to me. Or they, so, there's even... A substantial there was a whole pilot shot of game of thrones with a totally different actress for daenerys yeah. i don't remember who it was and um they just got rid of her and yeah reshot the entire pilot after so a substantial amount of it because like it, she wasn't the only problem there was other substantial right. problems with it's, if only they were to reshoot the last season <laughs> Or at least rewrote it. <laughs> but you're missing the point where uh, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm ready for fun games. You're ready. Okay, it, it's time. To be discussed. All right, so Al, the questioning floor is yours. I'm okay, I'm excited for this. I'm uh, about two weeks to stew in the fact that uh, I'm waiting to be punished by whatever movie you've chosen. See, I, I, I want you to know that when I pick a movie, I want it to be something that you, that you, I want you to get it. I, I'm rooting for you to win, but I'm I not going to make it like dumb easy. It's like not going to be the movie you were doing this week. That would actually be a good game. I the, should do the movie. The least, the least, ex, the least expected. <laughs> no, listen, I do think it's cool for the person to pick a good movie that, but like, it's got to be like a good movie that the other person knows. It doesn't have to be the most popular one yeah, of all yeah. time, but it's nice if it's a movie that if I'm not even 100% sure you've seen it, I'm 100% sure you're familiar with it, which right. last week I didn't know for a fact that you had seen The Butterfly Effect, but I was like, there's no way he's not intimately familiar with like its existence and all that. Sure. Or what I picked Indiana Jones, like stuff like that. Same thing. I've seen The Mummy a million times. You picked that, you stumped me. It's a good choice. It's not a... Yeah. Like you know, movie made in like India in like 1985 or something sure. like that, that I've never heard of before. Like it's, it's a real blockbuster American yeah. movie that came out in my lifetime that I've seen many times that I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, is this movie made in the two thousands? No. Is this movie? Hmm. It's tough when it's, not in the 2000s, because I don't know how far back to go. <laughs> sure. um, is this movie part of a franchise? No. Is this movie based on intellectual property? No. I think I have to start changing the initial question to, was this movie come out in my lifetime? Because that's probably a better one than 2000s. Like, that's a good one. It ex- expands it just enough that I can start to... Yeah. Because I doubt you're going to pick like a movie from the 1940s. Sure. Which means you're going to pick one two weeks from now. But you know, no. <laughs> um, but, I feel yeah, like I it's all a requirement of it is also that I need to be at least, I need to be relatively familiar with it so that I could, I, I want to be able to answer the questions without having to look them up. That's the other part too. Or at least you'll have to look up some a handful of specific ones. Right. Right. Like, you know, oh. Was it nominated? For, you know, like like that sort of question. Like you mm-hmm. know, like or you know, hey, what's what's the official category of movie? Which we I know we had trouble with some weeks ago, and I think we've come up with a pretty good process for, to use the strict definition on IMDb. Like, yeah. it's, um, but I don't want to waste five questions picking the finding the decade. You know, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. um, hmm. 
Okay, so it's not IP, not franchise, prior to the year 2000. Is this movie an action movie? Yes. This movie made prior to 1980? No. That's five. Yes. Hmm. Um, is this movie like an ensemble movie? No. Okay. And just to... I, I meant, actually meant to before we got started. I, I think we discussed it last week. <laughs> I understand. Everything's how do not disturb. Everything. <laughs> I see the moon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's nighttime, so... <laughs> Um, uh, we, we, we had discussed right last week that anything with like more than three is what we're considering yeah. an ensemble. Yeah, it's not an ensemble. Okay. Um, was this movie nominated for any of the major Oscar categories? No. Um, was this movie a 90s movie? Yes. Was this movie made in the first half of the 1990s? Yes. Oh, interesting. I gotta be honest. That is a good time period to subject me to because obviously I've seen movies from 1990 to 1995, but that is a slight bit of a blind spot for me. I was, I was slightly more aware at the time. (laughs) Sure. And to be fair, neither of us was watching most of those movies when they were coming out. Um, But for whatever reason, like I, I feel even like more comfortable with like, the time period of 85 to 90 than I do of 90 to 95 for some reason of like mm. feeling like I have a good sampling of the movies across the genres that came out of that. Yeah. Okay. So action movie from the early nineties, hmm. not based on IP, not a franchise. <sighs> I really feel like I got to narrow down the genre of action. Um, is it a sci-fi type action? No. So it's fairly conventional. Is it any sort of like crime slash cop movie? Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. It's a hard one. I I think I think it's yes. Uh, I don't like that. You want like to? How about we avoid that question? Okay. Yeah. With with my weird answer because that you can't really gauge much out of. It's I you'll I feel like you'll be able to understand why I'm a little bit confused. Okay. After the fact. I definitely don't understand it now, which would be more helpful. But (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so ten. We're at ten still. Okay. Man, that's gonna throw me the rest of this though. (laughs) Well, can you what what phrase the question again? I said, is this like a crime slash cop like type of movie? Like is it a movie featuring a cops and robbers type of situation or Okay. Anything like that. Meaning like... No. Okay. No. But now I'm confused as to why you said yes. <laughs> like, you know, if it were a war movie, that couldn't be confused for <laughs> sure. crime slash cop drama type movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's not one of those. Okay. So I don't want to phrase it specifically buddy cop, but obviously that would fit within that purview of that question. Yeah, it's... Like, it's not. I'm gonna say no, and I'm gonna feel. I'm feeling pretty good about no. Okay. Like if there is the existence of a police officer at some point in the movie, it doesn't make it a cop slash crime movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Um. So that's good because I don't have to waste the question about whether we've done this movie on the show because I think only point break go along those lines. <laughs> um. 
Because it is a good question to ask, but the thing is, I think both of us are subconsciously or consciously going to gravitate away from movies that we've done because yeah. we've done 175 plus episodes, but we've seen combined like easily a thousand movies or more. I feel like so. a, new, a new good question to me. Is it crazy that we haven't done this movie yet? Yeah, like, that, that's, a, like, that's, a, that, that's would, a good one for us. Would, you, like. would you characterize it as an oversight that we haven't done this movie yeah. yet? <laughs> Uh, and also, like obviously, we did we did Heat as well, so I can't. Be Have we done this movie twice? Is it Cloud Atlas? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, of course. Um, what do you got there? Unbex? <laughs> <laughs> no, still a Peroni. Okay. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, my f- tricep has like five all mosquito bites that are all on fire. They're nesting in there. It does kind of feel that way. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh. I am at a pick. So not sci-fi, not cop. Like, does this movie take place contemporary to the time period? Yes. You know, plus or minus a couple. Yes. Exact same. Okay. Hmm. You're gonna get me on this one. You're definitely gonna get me on this one. Yeah. I feel like there's a, there's always the possibility of like like of like a three in a row where you're starting to where you start to gain speed. You know. Yeah, no, I know. The problem is I'm like getting now like conservative in my question asking because I haven't seized on anything specific other than time. Yeah, you haven't, you, yet. It's it sucks. I feel like within the first like within the first ten you need you need something to go on. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I'm firing blindly right now. And yeah, that's how I felt last week. Yeah. Or two weeks ago. Hmm. Again, it comes down to I just don't feel super comfortable with the movies of that time period. Hmm. It's really throwing me that it's not sci-fi and it's not cop slash crime. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was right for that period of time. Yeah. I've, I've asked 12? Yes. <clears throat> Man, if I could get an actor or actress, that would be huge. That would probably be clutch. But all the movies I can think of from that time period don't fit the criteria. Like, I, I was even thinking of something like, uh, what's it called, um, with Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford. Um, uh, the Fugitive? Yes, that I was thinking of, like, The Fugitive. And, like, U.S. Marshall. I think Mar- U.S. Marshall might have been 96, slightly outside of it, but, like, you know, but that's, like, top mm-hmm. stuff, you know. I already mentioned Heat and Point Break. It's, like, sci-fi, like, so it's an IP, so it's not Jurassic Park. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, hmm. And so sometimes it's good talk if you start throwing movies out there it might spark something you know I know that's why I'm like I'm I'm like uh, even though if I'm not vocalizing it like these this is what's yeah, going what's on in my head yeah. so I'm like trying to like jump in and out of the inner monologue vocally because I'm like man like what is and I'm just totally drawing a blank on based on the the set of parameters I've already and like it's not Oscar nominated so I can't like sneak into it like that mm-hmm. way and it's not an ensemble, although I can't think of an ensemble movie from that time. Right, right. right. I feel like those came a little later. Yeah. Um, or even if, like, again, this is, like, you know, can't be Pulp Fiction. It can't be Reservoir Dogs. Those are cop crime stuff. Those are ensembles. Like, ugh. And I'm afraid <laughs> to give away one of my precious questions now because I feel like the news tightening. Yeah. I, yeah, you got. Okay. Is it a war movie? No. I, I knew I shouldn't have asked it, but uh, it was like, Hey, you can probably cross it off. Cross off all the war movies, you know? I know. It's good. Because I even had, like, stuff like, is it, like, the Big Red One and, like, some of those other, like, like that that wasn't, like, a, a huge time, like, period, like, that five-year gap for, like, war movies, but, like, that's the one I think of from, like, that time. 
or Thin, Thin Red Line, one of those two. I forget. Mm-hmm. I always confuse those two movies together. Um, action. Because <laughs> well, I feel like I've gotten all the major versions of action movies like covered with those questions, and it's none of those yeah. things. Hmm. 90s. Early 90s. <laughs> um, fuck, I'm, I'm like, draw, I'm totally yeah. blank right now. I don't even that's know how I was feeling. That's exactly how I felt last week. I don't even know what direction, like, now that I, like, you know, two seconds ago I was saying I don't even want to waste any of my precious questions. I don't even know what to yeah, ask. Yeah, you don't know now. which questions to throw out. Like, not even like, oh, like, I'm hemming and hoeing whether I should ask this question. I don't even have a question to hem and hoe over right now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Jesus. Has the director been nominated for a major Oscar in any other movie or she directed. Um, Sorry, I know that's going to require you to dig a little bit, but it's going to allow me some time to, to think about some other avenues while also possibly giving me a, if you click on the person you should see. Oh yeah. I'm looking through their, um, their awards now. Um, What was the, can you phrase What was the question again? Well, you had already said this movie wasn't majorly like, Nominated, but like, was this director was the direct- nominated for another a major act like award for another movie? No, <sighs> doesn't really help me. But that's fourteen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was this? He's got it. Something, something's brewing. I see it. Was happening. this a martial arts movie? No, but that's a that's a that's a good one to consider for the future. Well, especially like if it's not crime cop, it's not. Sci-fi, it's not war. For that period of time, like there's a John Claude Van Damme movies, you know, and yeah. like all that stuff. Fuck, it can't even be like it can't even be like Lethal Weapon 2 because it's not a cop movie, goddammit. <laughs> I was wondering because Richard Donner just died, like if it was that the way you were going, like shit. <laughs> I'm getting mad now because you're I can't. gonna Yeah, I think. I think I, I'll, I'll use it as a hint. It's not, I'm not taking a question away or anything. I think you might be mad. <laughs> it, it's in, in your I, line of questioning, it's a little bit obscure. So I feel like that's why, like, because you've kind of been thrown off because you haven't, while you've eliminated a lot, you haven't gotten to it. I, I have a, a question. It's a clarification for one of the early questions. Sure. When we're saying early 90s, the math of that would be be i guess 90 through 94 yes okay i would say before 95 but which uh, that, yeah so, which yeah. i would as well because 90 through 94 is 5 95 through 99 is 5 like i if just it wanted came to out if it came out in 95 i probably would have paused on the question <laughs> and i'd be like ah <laughs> well that that's why i want to make sure I, i'm like really like narrowing yes in. if it was a 95 movie and i was thinking 92 93 94 no, you, you, you're, you're looking in the right zone. Yeah, okay. I just want to make sure that we have the exact same mathematical yep. definition of that for my own. I, which I thought that was the case, but like I just wanted to be 110% sure. <laughs> it's, yeah. Oh, God damn it. Because the way you had phrased it was the first half of the 90s, so it was a little yeah. bit easier to... There was no which, again, like I, I assumed that our math was going to line up on that. It's hard to sure. get breaking down a 10 number range uh, into a clean halves as wrong, but for my own peace of mind, I had to ask for that clarification. <laughs> and literally my peace of mind is what we're talking about here. <laughs> um, fuck. Not a fighting movie. Not sci-fi. Not cop crime. Not IP. Not franchise. 
No nominations. No nominations for the director outside of this movie. Not an ensemble. Man, I just feel like all of those movies. I feel like eighty percent of action movies from nineteen eighty five to nineteen ninety five were cop movies. Like I'm sure the math isn't correct, but that's the way it feels yeah. anecdotal. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the rest of them were sci fi. <laughs> oh man, this is frustrating. I feel like I need to give you one hint because of the way because of the way that you deciphered one of the answers. Um, you when you asked the sci fi question, I said it's not a sci fi movie. You had said you you made a remark about it being more. I forgot how you phrased it. I feel like it conventional. was conventional. Yeah, that's not necessarily true. It's just not a sci-fi. Sci-fi is not one of the genres. Listen. Okay, I'm going to ask this question though. This isn't supposed to be one of my questions, but I this came up a couple of weeks ago when we were talking. I think you make a distinction in your mind when something is fantasy versus sci-fi. Me? Yes. Do I personally? Yeah, I'm not asking for the purpose of asking about this movie specifically, but like, yeah. I think, didn't this come up a couple of weeks ago when we were doing this? It did. I think something else came up. I think, oh yeah, uh, The Mummy, I think, was listed as fantasy, and you were a, a little bit eh about science. And I, I, I agree with that. It's not science fiction, it's fantasy. Okay. Well, because something like Star Wars is technically sci fantasy, right? Like, that that one I feel like is both, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it's very clearly sci-fi and yet it is also very much fantasy. Yeah. Like there's not always an overlap, but there's often an overlap. Sure. Is I guess what I'm getting at? Yeah, this is there this is, there isn't an overlap. I'm giving you this. There isn't an overlap. <laughs> but it's also but I, uh, I don't want to throw you either by by saying that. <laughs> well, like you're you're throwing me on this whole it's not sci-fi. But it's not what I said conventional. Well, I mean, you're throwing me off now with this whole thing. But what I meant was like, it's not fucking Blade Runner or, you know, yeah, yeah, it's not. It's no Demolition Man or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which Demolition Man is of that time, but it still doesn't. Demolition Man. I saw that scrolling through like, uh, I think it was HBO Max. One of the one of the streaming services has it up. And I was just like, ah, I I gotta watch that one again. Doesn't know about the three seashells. <laughs> I've actually never seen that whole movie. Mm. Um, and also, as you mentioned, Demolition Man, and I think I'm getting that one right because there's there's the two Stallone movies from the I want to say early '90s, maybe one of them is mid late '90s, that are both sci-fi. There's Judge Dredd and there's Demolition Man, and mm-hmm. I've seen parts of both of those movies, <laughs> and so I sometimes kind of combine the two of them in my head because I've never sure. seen all of either one of them, and they came out within a couple of years of each other. And Demolition Man is the one with Wesley Snipes, right? Yes. So I was thinking about asking a Wesley Snipes related question before, because that yeah. feels like that is very much his wheelhouse. But again, all I can think of is the cop related movies that he's been in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Slash sci-fi related. Like, and like the only other, other one I can think of is like at that time period is like white man can't jump, but that's not an action movie. Exactly. Like, sure. I wouldn't consider a sports movie an action. Um, <sighs> the other movie that was kicking around in my head, and I'm frustrated because I don't know if we would have different opinions on, because I wouldn't think it would apply based on the questions I asked, but <laughs> what popped into my head just because of how many times we talked about it on the show was the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I feel like if you asked me any genre question, I'd be like, 
<laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, um, although technically that's based on IP, so that should that wouldn't. Apply that's right. That's but right. like, there was a few minutes in there where like I'd asked about sci-fi and it wasn't explicitly like crime, like cop, and I was like, ah, he would be mean enough to pick fucking Super Mario Brothers, and that came out in whatever it was '91, I think, right? So <laughs> I will say that last week or two weeks ago, when I did the Mummy, I, the other one that I was thinking about was Super Mario Brothers. Nice, nice. But so I, I actually, I actually went through the process of like, I don't know that I would know how to answer any question around this. Movie. <laughs> yeah, that one a bit defies some analysis of it. Um, that's fifteen of us. Yeah. Total. Yep. Ooh, there is a movie popping into my head. I've never seen it. Do this. But I know you've seen it, and I don't think it would apply to any of the things we've discussed. Hmm. And since I'm running out of time and questions and i'm still really <laughs> not anywhere near there is steven seagal in this movie one sec i i'm almost i'm like 99 percent sure no okay i don't like that you're not 100 percent sure <laughs> if he is it wouldn't be in any meaningful capacity no okay no because the one and i might my time might be slightly off but the one i was thinking of was that one i think which is the one that, fuck, I probably wouldn't even be able to get it even if I got it. There was that movie that you talked about on the show before where oh, he yeah. said to see it and he dies in the first like 10 that minutes. Is, movie that is, like that? That's definitely an ensemble movie, though. <laughs> oh, is it? I've never that's, seen the movie. Yeah, that's, that's executive decision. <laughs> executive decision, okay. Oh my god, the movie. <laughs> Does that fit the timeline, too, though? Because I know that was like a 90. Uh, that's, yeah, movie. probably. Let me see. No, it doesn't. That was a 96 joint. Oh, okay. I was close enough, but I, I had a feeling it might have been outside of the range, but so I'm going through, I had, earlier I had wanted to ask whether this was a Schwarzenegger movie. The problem is, again, most of his movies, he's a cop, or it's sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So, because I was thinking stuff like, you know, when I said sci-fi, I obviously kicked it out, but like I was thinking through like, oh man, he's got a couple of those movies in that time, and I was thinking Total Recall, but obviously... Can't be total recall. Is Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie? Yes. At 17. And it can't be kindergarten cop. <laughs> but that was a problem, right? I was like trying to get through those movies and I was like, okay, can't be total recall, can't be kindergarten cop. It's not conventional. It's not sci-fi. I've done 17 questions. Mm-hmm. Is Charles Dance in this movie? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> It's got action in the name because it's the last action hero. <laughs> yes, it is. That's 19. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's one of those Woo. funny ones, right? Where it's like, if you had if you had started off with Is Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie, you would have gotten it in like six questions. Yeah. Probably. But <laughs> Well, the problem is, but is he not a cop in that movie? That's the thing. Yes, he is a cop, but it's not a cop movie. And it's not, that's what, that is why I was torn. You see my problem? Uh, see, here? I don't know. I would say that's a cop crime movie because he plays a TV cop or movie cop who's hunting a crime boss. Like Charles Dance plays a crime boss in the movie. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a bit of a stretch. It's not a cop movie. Well, it's a cop movie within a movie about movies. <laughs> and it's, it, that one is definitely fantasy, not sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah, but the main plot of the movie is more so about the kid being stuck 
in the movie and like trying to get him out and then the the mixed mash of going back and forth between the world. So I that's why I think saying a cop movie would actually throw it off entirely. Sure. Which is why I was willing to omit the question, but I know that that confused you more. Well, it confused me <laughs> more because I'm thinking like, oh, he always plays a cop. He's a kindergarten sure. cop. He's, you know, a cop. But that's the thing. You're right. Technically, the movie is not about cops and robbers. But the movie that the kid is trapped in for like 60% of the runtime is a cops and robbers movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's fair. That, you know what? Honestly, you just picked a movie that so oddly defies. Yeah. It certainly was unconventional. But when I said conventional, what I was thinking, and I got to, this is actually more on a me thing. Nine times out of 10, I conflate fantasy and sci-fi together. Mm-hmm. I kind of just loop them into one thing because so many of them overlap. So sure. I wouldn't have thought about that one for a while because I, like, I know as soon as I was thinking down, I was like, I was like, Man, did he pick this? This is I was like, no, it's not actually a sci-fi movie. It's a fantasy movie. Very clearly not science in any way. Purely fantasy. I'm glad I got that. I would have probably been mad because we've talked about that movie a bunch of times, despite the fact that we've never done it on the show. If you got to 19 and you were still floundering, I was going to be like, I'll give you one hint. Dara Dahl is in this movie. (laughs) I actually forgot. Oh, because he plays himself in that movie, right? I think so, yeah. F. F. Murray Abraham plays F. Murray Abraham, right? Oh, when he's, I think in like a, in one scene, right? In a, um, he plays himself like when they're at like the, when the actors are like on the red carpet. Yeah. But I think he's also like a character like practice in the, in the movie. Oh, okay. See, I actually, I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. That movie came out in, was it 93 or 94? 93, yeah. Um, Ah, what a treat. I, I probably saw it in like, I saw it probably two or three times, but it was in like the 98 to 2000 range. Sure. So I didn't know who F. Murray Ryan was back then. Yeah. I didn't know who Charles Dance was, although I caught like five minutes of that movie like several years <laughs> ago. And I was like, oh my God, that's Charles Dance, who I didn't know I knew when I, he was on I Game of Thrones. I just shot a man and would like to confess. Yeah. Shut up, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? Like, I should have just remembered, recalled, because I can instantly recall this, the way he says the line all these years later from having seen the movie 20 plus years ago, when they're in the house and the kid gives him the phony bills and he goes, these are marked bills. I like I'm not doing the impression, but in my mind, I literally hear Charles Dance saying, yeah, even though it's been over 20 years and about 10 years prior to me knowing who Charles Dance was that I saw that scene. It's just one of those things. I can't believe I pulled that out of my ass. That well is, done, Al. You made it. You got there. If I just asked the if I just asked the Schwarzenegger question like eight questions ago, like yeah. I, I had I had intended to at that point, but I was like, did a quick inventory. I was like, nope, can't be total rookie. Can't be um, kindergarten cop. Can't be like you know. Yep. <laughs> oh man, good stuff. Good stuff. Glad you got there. With that, let us get into our flick of the week. The Tomorrow War. Released in 2021, rated PG-13 with a 2-hour and 18-minute runtime. Your IMDb synopsis. A family man is drafted to fight in a future war where the fate of humanity relies on his ability to confront his past. Sorry, to confront the past. (laughs) Well, I guess both. Sure. Al, I'm gonna need you to give me your Tweet Life review. What the fuck did I just watch? 
five out of ten? I, I don't know. Nice, nice. Uh, that's pretty close to my tweet life review, which is just says LOL dot 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 K. <laughs> <laughs> and I did three out of ten. <laughs> okay, I mean, I had kind of jumped around in the whole range of four, four and a half, five. I settled on five purely on the movie, the backs of like the movie making. Mm. And like the one specific sequence where him and the daughter talk in the future about where everything went wrong in their lives. Mm-hmm. I actually really like that scene. Okay. I, um, uh, I, I, are you, you're not talking about the beach. You're talking about when they like, when they're doing science. No, I think the, maybe the beach. The beach. Okay. I broke this up over like three. Uh, on the beach, I have, because I, I do have a, no- a note that says unearned emotional scene on the beach. <laughs> well, <laughs> so- the thing is, that's, that's the thing, is the quality of the movie didn't earn it, but lo- just viewing it in a vacuum, sure. the scene was good. Well, and I will, you know what I'll give to that is uh, one of the things that was really throwing me for a loop this whole thing. Good actors in the movie. Doing and a great like, job, like A plus job with F minus material. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm getting at is like if I'm gonna dig for, and I don't think I really have to dig because like you're right in the grand scheme of things, the movie didn't earn that scene. But no, <laughs> in a oh, in no. a vacuum, just looking at that scene, if you took that scene and put it into an adequately made movie, yeah, it's a really strong scene. Sure, sure. Um, so like it's not like it got a tear in my eye, but I was like, oh wow, this is real. Okay, this is compelling. No interpersonal drama between a father and a daughter and a crazy sci-fi setting and all that. And it was well performed by two actors that I really like. Obviously we've talked about Chris Pratt a million times. Yeah. Big fan of his. Um, we've talked about Yvonne Strahovski in the past, big fan of hers. The two of them together was a really odd pairing of actor and actress, but that scene really worked in a vacuum. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there was a handful of other things as far as the technical making of the movies that I appreciated that make this not a total incomplete disaster. Mm, Like what? Well, the CGI was inconsistent. I actually really liked the creature design itself. Like just from an art direction perspective. I'll give you that. Mm -hmm. That was a cool, like if you're going to come up with the, this is the scariest thing in the world. Yeah. Pretty good job as far as designing a character that's terrifying. Yeah. Some sort of giant chimera type thing, and it's white spike. Yeah, I hate the name. That's when you blow it, right? It's like, oh, this thing looks crazy cool and creepy. What do you call it? What? Why? Why? Give it another minute. Let that simmer for a minute before you put that one on the page. (laughs) Loathe, loathe the name. Loathe entirely. (laughs) I do. I do. Uh, Thank you, the Grinch. Um, Um. Truly hate the name, but also what are the rules? I want to know more about them. I want to know like where these spikes come from. How much ammo does one white spike? Well, you know, the where is less important to me than the how quickly the body fabricates so many of them and can fire them indiscriminately. Because at one point later in the movie, I assumed they were going to reach a point where the one of them ran out of them and it didn't. But whatever. What do I know? Because I don't know what the rules are either. You mean it was shooting them like crazy because it was blonde? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, that would be the scene. But yeah, no, it's funny because it actually, to me, like it evoked like, have you been keeping up with Mass Effect Legendary Edition? We haven't talked about that in several no, weeks. No, I, I, I haven't really been playing a lot of games lately. 
Okay. So, but uh, maybe you recall from your original play of the game. I know it's been a long time. Do you remember the Rachni in that game? They were the Not creatures they talked about in, in hushed tones. They were this alien species that in the mythology of the game, like a thousand years before, the Krogans were lifted from yeah, 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 somewhat primitive to fight these things because they were going to overrun the galaxy. Yes. And at some point during the course of that game, you find out that the bad guys have found an egg that survived for a thousand years and are cloning them and they go berserk because they're not raised properly. They're, they look like giant crustaceans, I'll say. Okay. Like kind of evoking like lobsters and shrimp mm-hmm. in like the body, but huge. And they have these two big tentacly things that float above them. The way that the white spikes tentacly things did sure. don't shoot spikes. They shoot like acid or poison or whatever, but that part of it, very similar to me. Yeah. And then also, like, it crossed that with, like, some sort of, like, Chimera or Manticore type thing or whatever lion creature thing. They were horrifying. Like, if like yeah, if the CGI really was consistently great, then it would be truly, like, cool. It was fine in some sequences. In other scenes, it's bad. Um, yeah. But I really liked the creature design. And I liked some of the action sequences that they designed. Some of the set pieces were cool. Um, beyond that, though... Not so I want to talk about some of the <laughs> some of the action sequences. Uh, in particular, the one that comes to mind is when Ivan Strahovski wants uh, uh, Chris Pratt to stay in the helicopter, and he's like, mm-hmm. he's, he's he's a little bit iffy about it, right? Because she's going in there, and it's his daughter, and it's weird. Uh, and the camera pans up, and he's standing on the he's standing on the edge of the helicopter, and he's looking down, and he's kind of like wobbling in a certain way. That scene is then recycled like two or three more times. Oh, they used stock footage? It was, no, like, they, it was him. Like, they shot it, and then they recut it in, like, multiple times in that scene. Like, in yeah, that stock footage. Thing. But it wasn't, I'm, I'm, but I'm saying it wasn't stock footage. It, it felt that way, but it wasn't actually stock footage. It was, like, they made the shot, and then they re, they just re-spliced it. Well, I think of, and maybe I'm misremembering the line, but I think of an episode of Archer. I don't think, I don't remember if you got to it. It was the one where um, Archer finds out that his idol and icon Burt Reynolds uh, was dating Mallory. Mm-hmm. And did you see that one? I don't remember. Yes. Uh, and you remember when they go into the whole chase sequence at the end, trying yep. to save their friends in the van and he runs the guys off the bridge. And then like two minutes later, he does it again. And Archer goes, wait, did we just reuse stock footage? <laughs> and Burt Reynolds <laughs> just chuckles and doesn't respond. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, pretty much like that. Um, but so I was just like, what? No. And I just like I like brushed it off, and then it happened again. I was like, "Stop it!" <laughs> I guess I didn't notice because I was definitely inattentively watching the specifics of that scene until he jumps off of the helicopter. Sure, that's that's fair. Um, and then they another another question on rules. We finally get that that the mother of all white spikes into a cage, which actually that whole. That part was kind of thrilling, the way they... The that was cool, it. sure. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the fact that the other side of it was open for so long was irritating. Um, where well, no, uh, at first I was confused, too. Well, oh, before they hit the button, I was like, because yeah. that actually was a pretty clever way to go about it. Sure. Dra- drag it through and... But then, my main question being, I mean, that cage is basically just bars. Yeah, no, can why it was not, it throwing spikes? Can it not, yeah, can it not shoot the- through... As soon as they closed the thing, I was like, wait, no, this is a horrible design. What have you guys done? He's going to kill all of you, and it's just going to be trapped in that cage down there. Oh, wait. It, oh, it forgot that it knows how to throw spikes now? Got it. 
Yeah, and then I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm maybe I'm confused. Maybe the female one doesn't throw spikes, and it's only the male one. No, it does. I, oh, I I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> but I imagine at that point in the draft, maybe it didn't. Yeah, that's probably that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> That's like in pitch in those pitch meetings. He's like, "Oh, you forgot about that? Yeah, I did. Whoopsie, whoopsies." <laughs> or, "Oh, wait, but you couldn't do that earlier. Yeah, well, now we can." Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because I need them to. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the enough. movie can happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I actually, I didn't watch the pitch meeting yet because you sent it to oh. me like the the day before I watched the movie and I forgot to go back. I knew I was thinking about it too right before we got started recording today. I was like. Because you made made some mention of the pitch meeting, and I was thinking too, like it just kind of cycled me. I was like, there was one of those I like saw or meant to watch that I didn't actually. It's watch. a it's That's a good one. one. It's a it's a very good one. I've got a uh, another question here. So we talked about the emotional scene and how yeah, in a vacuum, good scene. But I'm just gonna keep ragging on this because it is not believable to me that the character that they created on screen, Forrester, would have left his wife and kid. No. It's not believable at all. Then I watched some like breakdown thing because I was just so curious like what other people thought about this. And somebody did like a breakdown of when they're flipping through his files on the on the computer screen, the one that like says that he's dead. Mm-hmm. And it's like not only did he leave them, but like it was like a domestic abuse call. Oh. And I was like, this, no, again, this is not in character. <laughs> well, I guess though it does track with everything she said about him like turning into an alcoholic and all that. Though. Yeah. But it's just it well, wouldn't actually. It wouldn't you know, have I'll I'll push back very meekly against what you're saying. They were sowing the seeds for him being a very disgruntled, right? Yeah, for falling apart. But the the whole thing for me was like I totally can see where you're going with that, and I agree. Except for in those in in the hardest of times, his family is what made him okay. Yeah. So that's why it's not believable. Sure. I mean, maybe Jack J.K. Simmons was abusive. <laughs> what was going on there? Conspiracy Santa? Conspiracy Santa. Just the straight up yellow M&M jacked. The yellow M&M? <laughs> well, you know what? He got, you don't remember, he got jacked to play Commissioner Gordon and then was Commissioner Gordon for one scene in a trench coat? Oh, I didn't realize. Is that why he got... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, see, I had forgotten about that because you don't actually see him jacked, but I remember yeah. before... Was it, was it, it was Dawn, not Dawn Justice, it was, um, it was Batman, uh, it was Justice League, right? That he, uh-huh. it was the first one he was in. The only uh, one was I, in the think, I think so. I don't know. It might've been, I wonder if it was Dawn of Justice. I think it might've been uh, Batman. Uh, you did the I same thing I did. Yeah. Justice yeah. League. I think it was just for Justice League. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I remember like when he was cast, like shortly after they, sh- like they shared a picture online on like Instagram or Twitter or whatever of him working out. And he has a beard and he's wearing a tank top and he's doing curls of actually pretty substantial weight. And he's like ripped and everyone's like, oh shit, we got a ripped Commissioner Gordon, which does not play into the movie That's at really all. Funny. They made him work out and then he, I, I'm assuming they must have shot scenes and it just didn't make the final cut. Right. Even the final, final cut it doesn't make. Yeah. Um, but so that must just be left over from getting Jack for that role. I guess that dude looked great. <laughs> I mean, he's only in like four scenes in this movie, so he easily could have shot it in his off days, uh, between or before, during, or after that. Sure. <laughs> shooting for Justice League was, um, 
And I think that's a lot of the problem with this movie is like, there are sequences that feel very well fleshed out. And there are other sequences that are like, I would love to know what's on the cutting room floor of the script or of the editing room, because right. what you have here speaks to you planning to develop this substantially. And what ended up on screen was four minutes. Yeah. Because this is a television show. Yeah. This movie is a television show. I don't know how it became a movie, but this like this could have been like a, a good season of television. You know what's crazy to me about it is the uh, the whole future war aspect of it. Jumping into the future, jumping back, getting the vaccine, all that fun stuff. That's what I'm going to call it. Vaccine. All that. Uh, it really largely doesn't matter <laughs> much like like because at the end they when they blow up all of the aliens they're not it, they only use that stuff a little bit <laughs> to kill them they mostly use a bomb <laughs> well they use it a bit until they realize they didn't have nearly enough right if they had started with the bomb though <laughs> it would have been <laughs> well the part i was confused about was I mean, there's a lot of things, but to that specific topic, right? Okay, so conventional weapons <laughs> only have work with a limited fashion because they're super strong and they only have specific weak points. Got it. Oh, we have this chemical that we can use against some of them in mass, but it only works against the males. Got it. Although, it told me that. I didn't see it ever happen. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of times you could have really used it before, like you just happened to casually mention it. Like, oh, I don't know, when the last chance we've hope like last chance hope like wave of soldiers you bring in including your father who you are planning to send back with whatever new thing you like you know that you have this issue right oh wait he dropped in and time that wasn't expected because you had to move up the timeline and he drops in the middle of miami and you need to keep him safe oh how about you deploy some of that poison now yeah because they're being swarmed by them let's deploy it now have you not found out a way to aerosolize it like because when you have come up with this thing you could have set up bomb diffuser thing in the middle of it and it could have sprayed the gas all over the ship and killed all of them with the thing oh no we're gonna do it with needles because we brought like eight vials for the eight of oh wait no there's 800 of them oh that's unfortunate and then, oh but they're asleep so bombs will work because they're not like swarming us or running around or in the middle right. of like an insurgency in like a city type of thing like oh we could just blow up this bit of ice and sink this thing into the water and they'll all drown or explode or light on fire and all that fun stuff great but you know what? They could have they could have developed some sort of aerosol situation if the government would have paid for it. But you want me to use taxpayer dollars for that? Was a line that was delivered in the movie that I went, "Yes, it's the end of the world." <laughs> no, thirty years from now it will be sure. But they're in the heat of it now with people being well. There was definitely some very there was definitely some very poor. Um, global warming, social commentary on oh, yeah. all of this. It, yeah, it, it, just a smidge. Um, and and that, that's part of it, right? Like, Because that is literally the conversation. Oh, wait, you want us to pay money for this thing that might happen 30 or 50 or 100 years from now? Right. No. You know what's also crazy? Is that after all this is said and done, the white spikes weren't the actual threat. <laughs> it's whoever brought them. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, no, they... <laughs> They wholesale ripped off Alien and Predator for this movie. Yeah. But that's only tacked on in the last, like, 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. 
And I'm pretty sure that's just a ship from one of those movies, right? Like, those look like Prometheans well, hanging up. See, there. the thing is, <laughs> I was waiting for this movie to ever so slightly redeem itself by finding out that it was going to be joining that universe because mm. they ripped it off so obviously that I just assumed, oh, this is like, we had that Predator movie that came out a couple years ago. Sure. This is going to kind of go arm in arm with that, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, like, they're... Because it actually... Wasn't that dissimilar for one of the the dog creatures that they sicked on them in that movie, right? Yeah. Um, but no, because this isn't going to tie into those movies in any way, shape, or form. Because surprises will surprises, they didn't set up a sequel. They killed them all. The alternate future doesn't happen now because of all of this. Everyone literally gets to go home happy, which that that's fine. But like, I kind of was wondering at the end of all of this, I was like, this is a bad movie, but like. Maybe they work the kinks out now and we get something interesting down the line. And as long as I have to continue to not pay for it, like I didn't have to pay to watch this movie. So like not directly, like I didn't yeah. have to rent it. Um, we can watch something stupid in 18 months that's following this movie or whatever if we're bored. Nope, because all of the plot holes, not plot holes, sorry, all of the loose ends were tied up. There are many plot holes. But all of the loose yeah. ends have been tied up. I don't understand how this I want to. I want to throw some... Uh some rapid fire ridiculousness at you. You ready? Okay. There's a scene early on after the jump uh, where they're in a Humvee and they're flying, flying out of the way, driving, driving, driving. They get to the beach and there's this really sweet shot of a Humvee driving through the water. Mm-hmm. The water splashes up, right? Yep. For no reason at all. Like they didn't, they, they went down to the water to ride through the water to come back up. Onto the beach. Let's go back up where? Onto the oh beach. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the, I think the truck just needed to cool off. I think it needed to take a quick dip, uh, and success. <laughs> Next, when they capture the female alien, I'm like, "Are you going to bring this back to the only safe haven?" You? Yeah. Okay. Yes, you are. You're going to bring that. Perfect. I was well, like, surely most... this will get out in the finale, right? <laughs> it's the most defensible place, so on that perspective, I understand. But on the other perspective, they seem to have, for whatever reason, just decided to not attack that area. Yep. But now they're going to because they want that female back. I said, fuck those landmines. Also, how did they get... Landmines. mines. Yeah, how did they get past it? They swam the whole way? They swam the whole way and they started exploding in the, in the mines and then some of them got... Yeah, no, so, but like, they swam the whole way? Yes. Uh, next, uh, there was a like, straight up science montage. Even Rocky had a montage. They, it was, and it was really hard to watch. You want to talk about Six Degrees of Diane Kruger? I haven't thought about the montage song from Team America in a long time until last night when it came up in conversation. Mm. Then I was listening to Cinephobe today and they was montages in the sequel to Saturday Night Fever, Staying Alive, and they were making fun of it by Every time there was a montage in that movie, playing, clipping in that song. And now this is the third time that I've thought about it today. Amazing. <laughs> Here in the last 24 hours, Amazing. even Rocky had a montage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That that was so ridiculous. It was like, uh, it was the same scene over and over again of like, it was like pulling out a slide, putting a drip on the slide, testing the Here's slide, the, the number Here's going up slightly, and then the slide going into a garbage pile. And this was another recycled thing where every time it went in, it was the same one going in and landing on the pile. <laughs> well, that one, I won't begrudge them reusing that stock footage. That's fair enough. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just just throw a few more in there. Take a few 
just have a few takes. <laughs> hey, Yvonne, just grab eight of these things. Put it in, <laughs> take it out, throw it out. We're just going to leave the camera running. Just actually like do that a few doing... more times. Just yeah, honestly, it doesn't even need to be you. <laughs> Somebody, because it's just Some, a hand. It's someone not... with hands. Yeah. Anyone with hands. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you know, that, that Tomorrow War where uh, I, I'm pretty sure a a young, a small, a young brunette grows up to be Ivan Strahovski. Is that, oh, is that what? Oh, I, okay. I thought about it at some point, too, because she showed up and I was like, okay, so like, she's a colonel. Who's she going to be? I was like, she's going to be a daughter, isn't she? I was like, a daughter of brunette, uh, whatever. I don't know. Maybe yes. she dyes her hair in the Tomorrow War. Sure, sure. Uh, here's a line. I was like, of wait, the- okay, before you get to that, yeah. Before you get to that, I, I want to rewind because this is actually one of my my notes for like the positives in this movie. Oh, okay. Some negatives we're having, and you brought up like the situation around it. Talk about the Humvee chase. That was kind of cool. It was like right out of a video game. Like, oh yeah, I, hop I, on the back I was just, like, I want to play this game. Yeah, this that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, this. It feels yeah, exactly. It feels yeah. like jumping out a warthog during like one of the finales of the games. Where Absolutely, you race across from one level and you just mow everything down all in a warthog. That's fun. I can get that on board cool. with that. That's not. We're gonna just turn into dumb action move, movie. But I can sign me up. For oh, that for yeah, I'm on that. Um, there's a line in the movie that really of all the ridiculous lines of all the ridiculous things going on that just the complete utter nonsense of this movie. There's one line that really bothered me. Okay, and. It could be one of a thousand things. Okay, try them all. A thousand's not that much. <laughs> no, as far as especially if we have advanced scientific stuff and running all those tests, probably even shouldn't have taken hours. It probably should have been like an hour or so. Instead, it was like we're coming down to the last minute here. It's going to take us days, surely. <laughs> oh my god, that bothered me so much. And then, I, then, uh, uh. Forrester takes out. Uh, I'll go grab us some food. He pulls out like these like veggie lasagna. I guess like MREs. Yes, that's correct. And he's he's like, that's how you know. That's how you know it's the end times. I'm like, this is a really garbage joke, and I'm not here for it. Well, the thing is, anyone who's ever been even within arm's length of the military got a chuckle out of that because it's it is 100 percent true. That is a real thing. It mm-hmm. is the worst thing. Everyone avoids it at all costs. Okay, so it's like a legit. Yeah, just, no. So I, it's literally I it was the just whole a point. Terrible is, joke about veggie lasagna. No, no. It's it okay. is like by far the worst of the MREs, and so like, it's like that's the joke. It's like everyone ate all the good MREs. We're down to this is the only option we have. Is this got one, it? The worst one that everyone seeks to like escape at all costs. Uh, now we've skirted around this, but the best part of the movie is um, absolutely Sam Richardson Belt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sam Richardson <laughs> <laughs> But uh. How do you know how to do that? It's a long story. Former military? Guess it's not that long of a story. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He he is so funny. He I, I'm gonna up. make it. I'm gonna make it. You're probably not. You yeah. don't need to say it. You don't need to say it to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, my, my, what does he say? My man over there is wearing his chef's hat. <laughs> I love that. Uh, also, like of all the ra- why was this all that Mary Lynn Ricecom could do? Like <laughs> she she pops into this movie. I was like, oh, look, the only other identifiable face in like the military grouping. Surely she'll have. Oh no, she's gone. Yeah, like Sam Richardson disappears for like a substantial period of the movie, and then like comes back. 
and he gets to be a part of the whole big finale. Like, nope, she died in the way that she doesn't get to come back in this movie and all that stuff. And it's like, why even cast someone who is a recognizable face in that role? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, Al, do you know what this movie has that no other movie has? What? Chekhov's Volcano Kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, this, I feel like this movie had a lot of Chekhov's guns. That being like the first and foremost. What? What? I love that that turned that turned into this kid doesn't just know a lot about volcanoes. He could do anything with a computer. Yeah, he's right. like part hacker, part like statistical modeler. Like I just thought he was a volcano like, nerd. That's all they gave me. And then Sam Bridges was like, "Can you bring up an ice melt projection for Russia?" And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, right." Like, okay, my my belief is suspended enough. My disbelief is suspended enough to know that he would know about that specific explosion of the volcano well over a thousand years ago. Fine, fair enough. And you know about the specifics of that sort of material coming out of it or whatever, and that it would have a long sway. Can we not hand it off to one of the other many scientists that are in this right. movie to do the ice melt protection? Why is the kid doing that? Right. Also, the, uh, the whole concept of they never actually thought to think about where these things came from. Well, yeah, because I wish I could tell you I remembered at what point in the movie, but. There was definitely like the like, they kept harping going back to the Chekhov's gun thing. They keep harping on the fact we don't know how they got here. We I was like, we're gonna find out they were here the whole time, right? Oh yeah. This is a like a locust situation from Gears of War. They're gonna rip off like yeah. they lived under the ground for thousands of years and no one knew until they were chased out for mm-hmm. whatever reason. And blah blah blah. It's like okay, no, like so they did come on an alien ship or whatever. But we couldn't find the ship because it didn't land thirty years ago. It landed like three thousand years ago or something stupid like that or whatever. And, it's been trapped in the ice and stuff, and I guess for some reason, despite the fact that they have no power on the ship to keep the stasis systems alive, the stasis systems are alive and they emerge from the ground. Insects, etc., etc., so on, although. Mm-hmm. Even that, I think, is probably wrong because... Well, no, maybe... No, that part's wrong, right? Because if the ice melting allowed them to wake up, start to repopulate, and then when the ice fully melted, they were able to escape, what were they eating that whole time? Because it was in the middle of Siberia mm-hmm. where there wasn't like, cause they made a big deal occasionally about how they come back and like they eat us to, so they can populate and breed and all that, but nothing to eat out there. Right. So I guess they were eating each other, which defeats the purpose of populating and all that. That becomes like a closed loop system. That's not going to work there. So what? <laughs> Uh, they go on this trip with, I don't know where they got the, the, the money and weapons, um, and gear. Cause I know it wasn't funded. Oh, conspiracy Santa had it. Conspiracy Santa, but he had all that stuff. He had like, all the yeah, he it. stole it or bought it or whatever. Uh, he was okay, part doomsday prepper, part conspiracy. Like, cause he had a plane, although that plane's like a military, like a serious military plane. It's like an AC-130, mm-hmm. which... People can't just acquire those, like even on the black market. And even if you could acquire one on the black market, it's going to be millions of dollars. So they bought the plane, a bunch of C4, and a masonry saw. Is that what that was? <laughs> that, just, just in case. Is that the type of saw it was? I think so. Saw. I saw a man cutting like pavers with that by my house. Yeah, I guess it is similar to that. I don't know if it's that exact one. 
Uh, but yeah, I love that he went all Gears of War Lancer on yeah, yeah. it, but not to be clear, Chekhov's masonry song. <laughs> <laughs> this comes that was that was a great scene though. It's like where you like it's conspiracy Sam is wondering where Sam Richardson went, and then he just starts screaming as he pulls the saw out and rips one of them. Yes, it was awesome. Really, I love how you said. I love how you said that he ripped one as if like he were a thin piece of wood that he was <laughs> slicing the length of <laughs> with his misery. So that's right. that's right. And then of course, of course, the only one that got away. So let's go in. Let's go in right, and let's start injecting all of the uh, the things with our virus, but not one. start with the female, the most dangerous one. Well, remember they didn't know there was. They thought that like the eight they found in there was all of them. They didn't know that there was hundreds in the rest of the ship because let's just start stabbing before okay, we examine the whole But ship. even so, one of them was significantly different, right? One of them was the female, the larger one. Was it in that room? I think I so. I thought and it was it's in the, the one. It's the one that escapes room. on the other side of the room after they wake up. Oh, is it? Okay. I, I See, so. I, I don't know why I was, I guess I was misremembering it. I thought it was actually the one of the ones from like in the bigger. No, room. the ones in the depths were all murdered by the explosion. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. So the only one that gets out is the one that is dangerous. <laughs> well, the most dangerous. The most dangerous. Most dangerous game. And uh, they then fight, him in the sn- fight her in the snow, uh, which apparently J.K. Simmons had enough time to build a snowman. Oh, yeah, that is a snowman, right? Because he had to yep. create some a snowman sort of... and then puts his jacket on it. Uh, yeah, because it wasn't just that it was like the jacket like fluttering in the breeze. Like It no. is on some sort of yes. structure that's been Straight created. snowman. Then they fight it for a very long time. That that scene, that fight sequence on the edge of the world, Was goes on for way too long. I mean, it's probably not that long. It felt like it, it felt like probably most of too the long. Movie. <laughs> well, they did definitely. <laughs> well, this is what I'm getting at. Like from the time that he comes back in time mm-hmm. to the end of the movie, they could have done half a season of television. Sure, and it would have been probably fine. Like. You could make a season of television, let's call it in the 8 to 12 episodes range, right? Where find out about these people, spend a little bit more time developing who he is and the, him, why he could be downtrodden and potentially have an alternate future in which he would become abusive and leave his family, right? Mm-hmm. Not just he got turned down on this one job. Right. We have all that, the establishing of the family, blah, blah. Episode ends with people coming from the future, cliffhanger. We get the next episode is we're going to spend some time hearing about their pitch bet of tomorrow war come to terms with that means for people rather than just hand wave. People got scared. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Spend an episode on like what that looks like. It's going to be kind of something we're going to get some town halls and some news stories, blah, blah, blah. Right. Next episode, we start the draft. Still the home front tells us whatever. Maybe we get a, a snippet of what the future war looks like. Next episode, he gets drafted. What the implications of that look like. Next episode, training. So we're on episode five now, right? Mm-hmm. Episode training gets launched against his will. He lands. Oh, God, everyone's dying. Episode ends, right? So that's mm-hmm. five episodes. The sixth episode, going through the, the city, trying to get the, the objective because we're going to carpet bomb this fucking city to wipe out the white spikes. But, I mean, I know you're going through this, but why? Why did, why did that have to happen right then? I mean, there's no good. I think it was just one of those things where it's like there's a cluster of them, so let's try and kill them as. Right, a but it, as it's, it seems like it, the the most important thing was to get the stuff from the lab. Well, I think the reason they hadn't leveled the city before them was because the lab existed, and because they lost contact with the lab, 
They need to get the stuff. And they know that they have a quick timeline where they're going to be in a huge cluster of okay. white spikes. So let's wipe them out. Now, I'll sure. grant you, they could have worked at the timeline a little bit better, but they were doing it all by the seat of the pants. Because there's two they reps. These, they pulled these guys. They pulled these guys. <laughs> they pulled these guys from the past ahead of schedule to do this specific mission, right? Yep. Okay, yep. so that's episode six, you know. And then episode seven. <laughs> episode six titled Two Raps. <laughs> so episode seven, we're going to find out about uh, the, the daughter and blah, 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 and some of that stuff. And then in the next episode eight, we're going to capture the female. Episode nine, we're going to go back to do a science. Episode 10, we're going to go back to the past, find out about volcanoes. Episode 11, we're going to try and come up with the funding and this and that. Episode 12, big finale. There's yeah. a season of television. That's that's true. That's you want to be more efficient, you could squeeze it into ten episodes, probably. But I feel like I came up with decent sized morsels there. That would have been a compelling episode of television. Oh, and by the way, or season of television. By the way, at the end of it, there's going to be more story because the female's probably going to escape, or we're going to find out that we need to find. Oh, maybe next season it'll be about who are these alien guys who brought these killer monsters? Right. It could be any number of things that we could have done there, right? Mm-hmm. I have one more closing issue. Just the one? Just the one. Uh, one more that I even care enough to mention. And that is when uh, his daughter is falling into the sea of despair <laughs> with the rest of the, uh, the white spikes down there. Making a noted sacrifice, knowing that his only job is to survive another 30 seconds to go back in time to stop this whole thing from happening. Because she's going to die no matter what happens, no matter right. what he does. Right. He could be with her while she dies, or he could just accept that she's going to die, honor her dying wish, save the girl that could exist, save the version of himself that could exist, and save the entire world, billions of people who are going to die. Right. But he dives headfirst after her. Yeah, I feel like I really teed you up there to make your point about yeah. how colossally stupid that was. Yeah. I was honestly laughing was at the television. It was, uh, I was like, this is like the only thing that you can't do, and you're doing the thing that's going to accomplish nothing. It, 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 not a single thing. It's similar to when Carrie's getting shot at. I was like, good. I hope you die. when you <laughs> And this movie can end now. <laughs> but you we know lost. what, though? We might have lost and things might have gotten rough. But in the end, it's really just going to be carrying something. The world is going to continue to turn. In this case, if he dies, the world ends. Yeah. Humans gone. All of them. Every one of them. Yeah. But, but the movie would have been over. Well, I'm just think about how broken up. Like, he doesn't understand. I feel like a lot of people didn't understand within their own movie that the timeline doesn't exist. In fact, her plan was to get him to go back in time mass produce the things and then come back into the future to deploy them where the humans may or may not still be living. If they are, it's going to be like 500 of them. Right. No, you go back into the past, you mass produce them, then do the thing that you guys do. You go find the source of them and kill them before this thing can happen. Mm -hmm. You erase that timeline entirely. Why do you not Uh, understand? uh, Branching timeline. Yeah, exactly. Branch into a better branch. That uh, branch is dead. That branch needs to be pruned. It does need to be pruned. And the Loki crossover event. <laughs> Amazing. We did it now. We did it. <laughs> we brought a full circle. <laughs> uh, I guess. Uh, that, yeah. I think, I think a five is very generous on your point, on your part. Um, I, I laughed my way through most of the movie. 
I oh yeah, no, I was of, laughing uh, at the ridiculousness of some of it. It's so, some of it, it's so. Less was like I enjoyed some of it in spite of what it was trying to be like. It was. Sure. Uh, you had made mention when well, we talked uh, last week while we were both been in parts of watching the movie about how the tone of this movie is all over the place. Oh yeah, um, this movie definitely has some schizophrenia to it. Yeah, it takes itself so some, seriously, and then we're gonna make a Chef Boyardee joke. Yeah, it's super serious about itself in certain sequences, and then it's like, hey, let's all break the fourth wall and we'll rib each other. It's all fun. Yeah. Wink, wink, nod, nod. It's just fun, guys. Let's have some fun. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, but like, either have the fun or don't have the fun. Right. <laughs> don't pull the rug out from underneath me. No, no, no. This is fun. Time is over now. Yeah. Yeah. Any other closing thoughts, Al? Yeah, I was trying to find this, and I'm upset that I can't find it because I, I should have earmarked it, but I, I when I saw it, I, I wasn't in a place to like really like settle down and like do it. But someone went on Twitter and kind of in the style of the pitch meeting, they went through the conversation that would have had to go when they were consulting with whoever did the guns and weapons in this one, mm. that the, like the build and the loadout of the weapon that they all were standard issue was the worst gun that could possibly go <laughs> with like the modular parts. Like, <laughs> I can't find it, and I'm not enough of an expert on assault rifles to be able to tell you all this. But it was like, basically, the conversation was like back and forth. Like, oh, so uh, tell me, you know, what you need. You know, oh, I need like, uh, you know, whatever caliber of bullet. Like, oh, so you're planning on doing this? And like, no, actually, we're going to be doing this with them. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, and we want a super short barrel. Oh, so surely you'll be fighting them up close. Oh no, we want to keep them very far away. They're super dangerous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's like, okay, so you want that if you're shooting them from very far away, then you're going to want this sort of scope that will help you maximize all that. Oh, no, we want this one. So that's something that's going to work best from like 30 feet away. That's what you, that's what you want. Yep. And like the whole like thing that's was basically a, that's, like, that's really good. If you knew anything about guns, it's like the most, like it looks cool, but it is sure. the worst design gun of all time. That's amazing. For like the, the, the goals, the stated goals of the movie, when you consider the weak points of the creatures, the speed of the creatures, where the, the, that was another thing. Like, oh, so surely you'll be fighting them in like open fields then. Oh no, most of our fighting will be done hallway to hallway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Al, I'm going to close out here with a quote from the movie, right? Because in a movie that was very stupid and very silly at times, and then some action fun, most of all, just a train wreck. um, There was some, there were actually some very meaningful quotes. Well, seriously, though, how does this not be teeing off a franchise? Like, everything is trying to tee off a franchise now. This seems tailor-made to be a franchise. So here's the quote that I'll leave you with. I wish Stevie Nicks would show up in her birthday suit with a jar full of pickles and a bottle of baby oil. And with that, <laughs> concluding <laughs> concludes the, this week's episode of Flicks the Six. Sorry, Al, I didn't mean to break you there. We, I actually did. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you have a movie for us to review or nuggets for us to discuss, you can send those requests to Six at thespintune.com or tweet us at the Spin Tune. Tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. And I really need to go to bed, but I'm probably going to watch this pitch meeting to help put myself to sleep and wipe the taste of my mouth. Fair enough. Thanks for telling me.